You're listening to Metrotham Uncensored with host Justin Hodgkins. Listen to him ask heart-hitting questions while nerding out with his weekly guest. Metrotham Uncensored starts now. Welcome, nerdy people, to episode five of the Metrotham Uncensored. I'm your host, Justin Hodgkins. Today, I have with me a guest that I really don't know a lot, but every time I find out more about him, I'm just like, cool dude. Man of mystery. Man of mystery. (laughs) That's what I like. So, yeah, please help me introduce... Christopher Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, Wilson. We had jokes about this. But yeah. So yeah, Christopher, for how long have you been like with Matrotham? Just like lean up a little bit. Uh, so we were in frame and everything like that. Well, let's see. I went to the uh, episode one as a guest last year. Which... Were you cosplaying anything in year one? Yeah. I don't remember seeing you at year one. Yeah. I cosplayed every day. Let's see. It was a three day then event then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cosplayed every day. I did my Nightwing, probably my Mr. Bean, my Chrono. Wait, you were Mr. Bean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember yeah. you. I remember you now. Everybody yeah. remembers Mr. Bean. Mr. Yeah. Bean. Your Nightwing's, your Nightwing's pretty sick too. Yeah. Not going to lie. Even Nightbean. Nightbean? Oh, <laughs> dude. That's that's the cosplay right there. That's the one that's going to win, win the cosplay contest. Yeah. You either liked it or it was terrifying. So. Oh, dude. One of the two. <laughs> I love it when like people do like the mesh of cosplays, especially... Yeah. That's a brilliant one. Everyone keeps trying to get me to do Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. It would, it would be like fun. you need to do that. I'm going to be one of those people now. Well, I've done Super Bean and Pirate Bean, so you know, just work my way down the list. Down the word list. Bean needs to be more. Mister Bean needs to be more in pop culture. That's oh, yeah. for sure. Oh yeah. He's and not way... many people do it. So anytime someone like everyone knows who he is, and not many people do it. So yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Me and you. We really haven't had many one-on-ones. I don't think we've ever had one at all, really. I probably thank COVID for that. So. Yeah, you know, because we've been like, you know, we had all these plans to do stuff, and I believe me, I believe I was going to go to a con that you were at. You were going to be like my help at the table at one point, but you know. Corona hit yep. and just put a stick in everything. Yep. Uh, like uh, it's weird because like especially like right now there's like no one you can like go to to be like hey uh, this is normal right and everybody's like no yeah. not at all like I kind of remember the AIDS pandemic being a little similar but not really like um, I guess to start off the conversation how old are you like I, I knew that all about all my guests how old do I look <laughs> I'm gonna say I always counter it with another with that question I'm 28. I know you're older than me. I'm going to say maybe 32, 33. Uh, I will be 36 in January. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 yeah like, I just knew you were older than me. Yeah. Like, if I had, like, just seen you on the street, I'd probably think, like, 29, 28, maybe. That's probably. Good. Yeah. I like that. I'm like, yeah. eh, that guy's my age. I like that. That helps me out with my current <laughs> endeavors, so. Yeah, for sure. Good genes. Like, um... I look. People tell me I look younger too all the time. Like I like to tell people because this was a real thing that happened to me when I first turned twenty one. From like twenty one until twenty five, twice a month I would get kicked out of bars because they thought my ID was fake. (laughs) 
like it happened more it happened more than several occasions where like they're like get out of here you scamper don't you have school tomorrow it's like i haven't been school in four years (laughs) but yeah i uh went to the first metropolitan as a guest and then uh yeah, I loved it so much. I wanted to be a part of it. And I knew you guys were trying to grow and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I had met Mark at that point, and Mark was forming relationships and bonds with Chatooine, which I've been a part of for about five years now. So, oh, yeah. That's kind of how I got to know everyone involved with Matrotham. And then, uh, and of course, I knew Misty, of course. Uh, somehow, shortly after that, I became a staff member. So. Yeah, the uh, I want to be a part of it. I really liked what you guys did. I, I, for it to be such a small con and startup, which I think you guys had great numbers that weekend, it was ran so well, and I loved everything about it. And, and y'all did so much with so little, and I loved that. And I've always wanted to be a part of a convention, but everything else around town and even out of town is already well established. And I was like, you guys are gonna go somewhere yeah. and do good things. So like. Uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, Metrotham was actually my first convention, and I worked it. Really? Yeah. Nice. Like, um, I'm really good friends with uh, Dustin and Brian, yep. like, and they were like pretty much like the first volunteers, pretty much like that, and they wrote, wrote me in the day before to help set up, and then I was Mark Eden's and Larry Houston's handler. Nice. Yeah. And I remember just like looking around, just like, it was hot, people were sweating, because you know we were in Camp Jordan. Yep. But everybody was just having a good time. Like, everybody was freaking out, looking at the cast from, like, you know... Not, well, not the cast, some of the cast members and some of, like, the artists and writers behind the original 90s X-Men cartoon, which yeah. is what got a lot of people into mm-hmm. X-Men. I don't know. Like, did you watch much of the original 90s? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh... Yeah, there, there is... See, I'm trying to remember what all the versions were. I know there was Wolverine in the X-Men, and then there was, uh... Uh, another one. I'm trying to remember all the versions, but uh, X Men Evolution. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I probably yeah. watched mostly that one. Yeah, I Always watched on Saturdays, of course. Saturday morning cartoons back when that was still a thing. Oh, dude, like was what I did. I was like right at the cup <laughs> end of that, pretty much like all like the Saturday morning Saturday morning cartoons and like Saturday morning cartoons, like you know, like we grew up with it because that's where like all the animes would come on. Like all the new episodes, Dragon Ball Z stuff like that on Toonami would come on Saturday, yeah, and stuff like that. And you had X Men Evolution, you had the Pokemon series, Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, I actually watched a lot of Yu Gi Oh first oh, season Yu- anyway. Uh, later Yu- on, Yu Gi Oh was good until they got to like uh, the one where like Yama Yugi kind of became a bad guy because he played like the one pentagram card. I don't remember it that was much like about it. it was like weird. Like it was like <clears throat> I was into Yu-Gi-Oh probably longer than I should have been, you know. I was one of those <laughs> kids. You know, like virginity is cool. <laughs> Pretty much. I might have been too old for it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, like I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh like in the fifth grade. I only went to one tournament because I literally got my ass kicked by a thirty-six year old. And I'm just like, uh See, I played magic. Oh, you did? Yeah, middle school. Yeah. But that was about it, just for a few years. I didn't really, I wasn't really good at it, but I did get into it a little bit. Dude, Magic is just so complicated. Uh, like, Magic is the only card game where I've lost in three turns and just not known what happened to me. I think it's easier than D&D. I cannot get the hang of D&D yeah. <laughs> at all. Like, uh, we're starting a D&D campaign, and it's going to be my first, like, actual, like, I did, like, a couple, like, of our sessions one time, but... I had no idea what I was doing, and I was just doing what the what you know the 
DM told me to do pretty much. Yeah. Starting to having to remember terminology <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, the first time that like I actually met you and your soon-to-be wife, congratulations, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you guys are very cute together, which is not the first time this has been said from Trotham staff. Oh, well, she makes me look good, so. <laughs> good answer, man. Oof, I need to take some notes. <laughs> but, um, you know, you brought, it was you, Brianna, and it was... Um, I want to say it's six kids. Five. Five? Yeah. Oh. I have two girls and she has three, so yeah. we will now have five. Yeah. So, and it's all girls? All girls. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. So, you're, you're like you're like dying on a hill in the household pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the cat's a boy, but he's a butthead, so <laughs> not really. <laughs> they doesn't help me out better. any. Yeah. yeah. But I can only imagine that. Like, I was an only child, so, like, I don't have siblings. I never grew up, like, in a household. with Like, I had a lot of friends and stuff like that. Like, Brian had two siblings. I had a friend who had, like, four siblings. So I got to see it and, like, casually observe. I felt like one of those wildlife documentary guys pretty yeah. much when I go to their house. So I have a huge family on both my mom and dad's side. I think a... Uh... My great-grandparents on my mom's side, I think they had like, I want to say 13, 14 kids, something like that, which most yeah. of them are gone now. But yeah, big family on both sides. And then, of course, I got two younger sisters, one older brother. So lots of cousins. Always big family reunions or family get-togethers. Oh, yeah. We're, we're the weird but... family because uh, my, par <clears throat> my parents were the only ones who just had one, you know? So on both sides of the family, they would just, like, look at us like we were weird. And it's just like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just like, because uh, my mom came from big family. And my dad came kind of a weird family. My dad had uh, three, yeah, three brothers, and but two of them they share like a almost 10 year age difference. Like his older brothers That's are like, get. yeah, his, uh, other one, which is the one that like would take me to go to the movie theaters and stuff. He was like four years older than my dad. And my mom had eight brothers and sisters. So like, yeah, when they got together, they were just like, we just want one kid. We don't, <laughs> we don't have the strength that our parents had to deal with all that. But, uh, you know, the thing going back to like when you guys helped me out, because like that was like the first time like I was actually running a table. Like people were coming up to me on what to do and stuff like that and everything like that. And you guys were such pros the entire time. I was just like, I really like these guys and I would really like to hang out more. But again, we said Corona happened yeah. and everybody was afraid of hanging out and stuff like that. It's changed the way of life for everything. Yo, dude, it's going to be jobs, everything. Like, yeah, I worked at Amazon from, like, pretty much, like, the start of, like, when lockdowns happened till about, like, a month ago. Dude, just, like, the entire environment in the world. Like, you know how many times, like, people would see me wearing my Amazon mask and I'd go into a gas station to get a pack of cigarettes or something and they'd be like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I'm a, like, I just got back from Iraq or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, dude, I'm not doing this because I want to. You know, I just got, I have a car payment and bills to pay and stuff like that. <laughs> superhero now yeah just like superhero status just because i you know woke up and went to work hung over just like every other day 
You're an Amazon Amazonian warrior, but not the same as one of them. I can only we tell you Amazon. if I could tell you how many times I got like, especially like when lockdown was going on, how many emails that I got from Jeff Bezos' personal email tell, telling me, you know, great working hard and everything like that, while this son of a bitch is on a private yacht circling his private island. Oh I'm just like, oh my god, it's just like I hate the world pretty much. But yeah, that's been pretty much my mood for the past couple of months. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've been staying away from TVs today. Because today, when we're actually filming this, is oh, the election, first, yeah. first day after the election. And like, I don't get 24-hour newscasting at all, man. Well, there's, I mean, well, they're live streaming it on YouTube. But yeah, there's really no point right now. Because it's, it's probably, like I was saying earlier, more and more people sent in melt in ballots I bet than the previous year so it might take them forever to count mm-hmm. the votes anyway Dude, it's just crazy it's crazy how like literally <laughs> everything's changing yeah and uh I just wish people would just like listen to the, like doctors that's that that's all I want you know I'm not one side really or for the other I voted for who I voted for but you know just listen to the people in the field. You know, when you take your car, when it's breaking down, you're not second questioning that mechanic who's trying to get your car working and everything like that again. And it's just like, these people know what they're taught. Well, they're trying to figure out more and they're trying to keep the public safe. This isn't like a conspiracy to shut down the economy or whatever. Yeah, but that's a bad analogy. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Because you're talking about mechanics, I completely disagree with that. I always get a second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, don't, right. I don't know everything, but I know enough to be like, nah, I'm going to check with somebody else on I'm that gonna prize. Check with, I'm going to check yeah. with my buddy. Like, I'm just kind of bringing it here because I either do, a, don't have the tools or I'm too lazy to do it myself. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. I don't know about that. All right, that was a bad analogy. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I believe the mechanic every time just because I'm yeah. bad with cars. I mean, maybe doctors, but I don't know about the. <laughs> I don't know about the mechanics. The mechanics, the mechanics yeah. will try to bleed you. Yeah. All right, that was. Ooh, thanks for calling me out on that. That was bad. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, it just depends. It depends. I need to come up with a better analogy. That's for sure. <laughs> oof, that's a big oof. Oof, yeah. oof size was large on that one. Oof size, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, you know, how long have you like been doing? the con scene and everything like that like what kind of got you into that in the first place uh, believe it or not acting really yeah because yeah, you're an actor yeah yeah that's yeah, so i'm trying to do professionally but right now it's just kind of on the side and so yeah. i'm which i just signed with my first acting agent a couple weeks ago so nice. that's exciting but um yeah i was on facebook one day and there was a um, my friend Brian Parks had posted a, uh, a casting call, um, and he, I guess he boosted the post that way it'd be like an ad or whatever back when Facebook first started doing that. I think in 2015, maybe, maybe 2014. I can't remember maybe. when it was posted, but, um, I want to say 2015, I came across it just scrolling on Facebook. So my local movie was filming in Chattanooga and I was like, well, that'd be cool to do. You know, I'd always thought about it, but never thought I could actually do it you know because yeah. you know self-confidence Situ- and stuff oh dude which I'm, I'm a little better at that now but still working on it but i was like sure why not and i actually mm-hmm. applied for the role of green arrow it was a superhero movie uh, about the teen titans 
and Deathstroke. It's called Deathstroke: The Judas Contract, which is a comic book storyline. Oh, uh, you talking about Judas Contract? Yeah, it's a real. Yeah, yeah. There's an actual comic book storyline on that. So it was. It's loosely based on that storyline. It's about Deathstroke getting a, uh, getting a getting contracts to systematically eliminate the Titans one by one or whatever. So I actually applied for Green Arrow just because that's the post I saw. I didn't know yeah. what else was available. And then uh, uh, it was either Brian or or my friend Cassandra, which I'm friends with both of them now. Um, they were both on the. It was Brian's uh, project, and Cassandra's helping them out, and. Uh, they did a. They called me back and they were like, "Hey, we want you to be Nightwing." So, my very first role yeah, in anything. Do you voice Nightwing I, in Justice League Judas Contract? Well, I I I, I play Nightwing. It's the, it's a live action. It's not animated. It's live oh, I'm action. T- I'm thinking about an animated movie that came out. Yeah, not that. Yeah. No, okay, that would okay. be cool. Okay, I might have actually gotten paid for that. That would be awesome, but no. If I were well established, I would definitely apply for that because I wouldn't mind doing voiceover work. But that'll be dude. I was about to be like, dude, they were just doing on. like random casting for that movie. That movie was. No, I'm pretty sure you would have to have an agent at that point. But yeah, uh, yeah, that one came out after we filmed ours. But ours, ours was just like a fan film or whatever. Yeah. So uh, sat sat down with them, talked about it, and they cast me as Nightwing. So that's that was the first. Uh, acting gig i ever did and we is there a way for people to see that it's it's still in post-production so post-production? yeah yeah uh, brian just had to pretty much you know do it as he went use his own money and everything and get his own gear and equipment and everything so it's just been slow go and you gotta fund it yourself that kind of thing oh so. yeah for sure <laughs> but uh filming was amazing on that like one weekend we did a fight scene and it took like the whole three days, and I was literally falling asleep while we were filming. It's right at the end of it. But I mean, it, I enjoyed every minute of it. It was so much yeah. fun. And that's what really got me into wanting to do the acting thing. And, well, long story short, to go back to the question you asked me, uh, when I was doing that, all of the people involved were, most of the members were in Chatween, which is the cosplay group that I'm in. Yeah. And that's how I got into cosplay. So cosplay and acting... <laughs> Because that was gonna be my next question, like how long how long you've been acting? But so you started acting before the cosplay scene, yeah. And yeah. acting is what got you into like the cosplay, yeah, and everything like that. So one thing just led to the other, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, social connections. It, it's even now, even this year, when I've been doing my acting thing and getting more and more gigs, you know, you meet directors, you meet producers, and you meet more and more people, and you get those connections. And I've already had people instead of having to look for gigs that everyone else can look at. I've had people private message me and be like, Hey, you want to do this role? Like they're contacting me first. And that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. Like that. I don't have to go and search for it. They'll search me out. So that's really cool. Yeah. I bet that's really yeah. helpful. It especially ha- like when you're <clears throat> like starting out, like when you get calls like that, you're just like, yes, something is finally developing into something. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. happen often, but it does make me feel good when they seek me out. And that's really cool. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did the, the juice contract movie it was so much fun to film and then um that was but that was the only thing i did um after that i went through some family issues after that that i won't get into details with and uh I, it stopped for a little while but i was still cosplaying i started getting into that a little bit and joined chatween and that was really fun because those group of people are just amazing and uh they have been ever since and then um <clears throat> Once I figured out my family stuff, uh, last year I started getting back into acting 
professionally and you know seriously i started doing background stuff which you can just go on facebook groups and find stuff and they'll pay you like minimum wage and you can be background actors and tv shows and films and all that and yeah, i've done like, a bunch of stuff you can see me a tiny bit but not really and then at one point like i was like thinking i like not that i'm like i'm trying to be a stand-up like i write stand-up comedy and stuff yep. like that it's been really hard because like you know there are no stand-up my there are no stand-up places open and if there are open it's not necessarily an open mic yeah you know? right now is not the easiest time to do that i'm guessing oh no not at all and that's like why i'm glad i have something like this and everything because i get to test out material on people and be like okay well this is one person as opposed to a crowd but if I guess if, if I just get like so much as like a lip tremble, if, like when I say something, I'm like, that's going down, <laughs> that's going down, and um, so yeah, like especially because I've done it once. I've actually done an open mic once in my entire life. It was about two and a half years ago, and I was in Pensacola, Florida, because I just dropped my uncle off to like be like weird family situation was going on there yeah. but i was in pensacola in a hotel room by myself and when a tropical storm was hitting nice. like you're, you're from the area right do you remember like you're from like the chattanooga ringgold area yeah yeah like been, pretty yeah. much but um you remember when the when the tornadoes hit ringgold like yeah, almost yeah. 10 years back yeah Man, it's been that long. Almost. Yeah. I was a senior in high school, my dude. Like, you've been to Ringgold, right? Yeah. I was yeah. In, it, it took I, out the McDonald's pretty much. I'm trying to remember what all that took out. I was in CVS when it hit. Oh, wow. In Ringgold. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I saw it coming in. I'm just like, ah, well, this is how I die. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. And so, well, that didn't happen. CVS was one of the only <clears throat> buildings that weren't affected, but... I have a problem around storms now, you know, because I saw an F5 tornado with my own eyes. Yeah, So, yeah. like, when it gets, like, windy and stuff, I start getting a little panicky. And so, like, we knew that it might have hit by the time I got there. So, people have heard this before about me and everything. Like, I occasionally will partake in the devil's lettuce and stuff like that. <laughs> so, I went outside to... Uh, you know, smoke a J that I'd rolled for myself. And I'm just like, well, this isn't helping because now I'm just paranoid. And so, like, I went back in and there was, like, a menu because, like, there was a bar attached to the hotel I was staying in. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm going to get something to eat and I'm going to get smashed drunk until I fall asleep. That's what <laughs> I'm going to do. And so I walk in and uh, it's like a packed room. I go to a little bar. And, uh, you know, I order my first beer, my food comes, and they're like, oh, by the way, in about 10 minutes, we're going to start doing open mics there you and go. stuff like that. And I was just like, I was just like, that's where I need to take all this nervous energy and all this angry situation of all the all the points in my life where it caused me to be in Pensacola, Florida, while there was a tropical storm going on. So I got up there and I did ten minutes of fuck Florida material. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and I fucking killed the room. And I was just like, I really want to do this again. But then I, like you said, like you're your own worst enemy when you try to do stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you self, like self doubt and stuff like that. Yeah, I Boy. critique myself more than anyone I know, probably. Yeah, I really got to stop doing that, but it is hard to do. Yeah. <clears throat> Like I'm always worried about the littlest thing if something's not perfect, and I 
just gotta learn to go with the flow you know yeah sometimes things are not in your situation you, you just gotta go with like what the best you can do at the yeah. moment pretty much yeah yeah not let it get to you and just keep on going anyway so yeah pretty much like it's i've made it to where like as soon as I open my startup here i'm gonna start doing them because i have promised people like either do it or shut up pretty much is some of the things i've gotten because i've been i don't know how far acting goes back for you but as far as being like a fan of like stand up and everything like that, that's gone back to like pretty much. I, I watched my first Bill Bear special my eighth grade year in middle school. And from then on out, I've been wanting to watch every. I was like, I was wanting to watch every stand up comedian I can and just like really go into it. Like, why is this person funny and why is this person not funny? Yeah. Stuff like that. It's definitely a craft and everything, just like with acting, that you have to learn. And sometimes people aren't fortunate enough to have the best tools, but you just like mold yourself, which is kind of sounding like what you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing now is just getting getting footage. You know, you, you, you can't really get a lot of that. I'm doing extra work. Extra work will pay a little bit to get you by and to to keep you in the industry and, and, you know, have some money roll in. Um, and it gives you experience like being on set. You get to see behind the scenes stuff What you know, even when you're waiting to do your part, there's, there's a ton of waiting around. Yeah. You get paid for it. Like I could, I could sit somewhere for 12 hours a day sitting in a chair and only be on camera for maybe like five minutes the whole day. Most of the time you're just waiting around, you know, you have your costumes. Like I've done some, like some military roles on black lightning or whatever. I'll be an ASA commando. We'll get all of our gear, put it on. And, um, and surprisingly, they don't really do much makeup when you're doing the extra stuff every now and again, they will, but, uh, you have all your stuff and you just be waiting around for that scene. When the director needs you, you know, they'll contact their, they got their walkies they get the PA, the PA will grab you be like, okay, your turn, go out there and a few minutes and then that's it. And then you wait around again until they wrap completely and make sure they don't need you. And then you go home. But, so yeah, most of the time you're just waiting around. I mean, it's, 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 it's easy pay, but I'm at that stage right now where the gigs I'm doing are like short films yeah, and they don't pay anything, <laughs> but I'm getting that footage. You know, I want that good you're footage. You're getting exposure that, and that's yeah. kind of like what your payment is like and, right now, right? Yeah, yeah. And other than COVID, which has kind of messed things up, uh, short films don't have to strictly abide by the covid rules right now like the big productions because they were they weren't doing anything for a while if you're making a short film you know you can you don't have to if it's not sag or whatever you don't have to uh worry about the rules as much screen actors guild oh okay like a lot of the projects so you like yeah like because i'm not a sag actor yet you know eventually that's my goal once you do that though you can't do extra work anymore like non-union you got non-union which is what i am right now once you become a sag actor you can get higher paying jobs but uh <clears throat> but the uh the short films you know all of them they were they've been filming all summer you just got to know how to find them and that that exposure is what you need and, and cameras are so much better i mean you can film stuff with your iphone now oh, it's dude. better quality than than cameras 10 years ago which dude, is nuts the camera quality on the iphone when people <clears throat> complain about like how they're not really that good at cameras i'm gonna say dude that that's a better camera than what filmed the titanic <clears throat> As long as it's not at night. Yeah. But then apparently the new iPhone 12, it shoots better at night now. I'm going away from my phone after this one, man. (laughs) It's just like, dude, you're not giving me a charging pack or headphones, and it's still like $1,000. Yeah, they're always so expensive. I'm just like, bro, like you're not giving me anything, and I'm still paying the same amount as the last one. 
people want that. Uh, yeah, I, I do quality. get a camera on there now. That's what they want it for. That's what they're, I mean, that's what they've been advertising it for anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, people just get iPhones because they like iPhones. Yeah. I mean, I've had yeah. one for a while, so I'm just used yeah. to it. So, but I won't get another one until this one just like completely craps out. And then yeah. Like, I don't have to get the newest one every single year it comes out. I would be broke if I did yeah. that. But those people, <clears throat> the people, the people that do that are weird to yeah. me. It's just like trend following, but they've like, got the money. Then, yeah, they got the money. It's just like, but the people that like, you know, always. I just laugh every time when this stuff comes out and like, I just see the lines out the door, like the pre-wait and stuff like people are waiting for like the next call of duty. Like you remember like back in the day when like midnight releases for video games would happen. Yeah. yeah. One, the craziest one of those I went to was like modern warfare two. Like they actually, line outside of GameStop. They actually had like grill trucks out there from like local restaurants, and they were like grilling up tacos and stuff for everybody. Well, that's that's a they good had thing, a DJ. man. That's that's good. Three Do fights that. broke out. <laughs> Only three high schoolers. High schoolers getting in uh, arguments about their KD rates and stuff like that. Oh my goodness! I'm just like, oof. But yeah, those those days were fun. But when I see people like also lining out sneaker shops for like the new Yeezys and stuff like that, I think that's what that shoe's called. <clears throat> I just can't get into shoes. And then again, I don't buy them too often anyway. So, oh yeah, like people who like are. I have a couple pair of shoes just because I have friends that are sneakerheads and stuff like that. So like I don't want to get made fun of every time I'm in their presence. But I never buy like I've had a pair of Jordans once in my entire life. I literally bought myself a pair of Jordans after I graduated high school, <clears throat> and then people got mad at me because I would play basketball with my Jordans. <laughs> You can't do that. Is that what they're for? No. <laughs> they're like, no, those are fashion shoes. And I'm like, then why do they feel so good when I play? I literally played basketball in those, in those shoes until I ran out of them. Like, they were one of the most comfortable <laughs> pairs of shoes I ever had. But then when people were getting mad, I'm like, dude, you don't play, you, you don't use Jordans. It's like when some people get mad at you when you go out to the woods and like someone has a pair of Timberlands on, and they're like, "Yo, what are you doing bringing Timberlands out in the woods?" And it's like, it's it's a pair of boots. Oh it's their intended purpose, you know? Yeah, I've never I've never been told that, but then again, I I mean, I'll buy, I'll buy, I buy Nikes, but I'll wear them out until they're I use them two or three years, so I just have to buy another pair. And the reason I buy those is because. Uh, they seem to like already be worn in when you buy them. It's not like cheap Walmart shoes where they like hurt the heck out of your feet for the first few weeks or whatever. Oh yeah, I'll buy Nikes because I already feel like they're worn in. That's really the main reason. I don't do it because it's a name brand. I'll get the clearance ones too. <laughs> I'll go buy like the cheapest ones I like. But then I just like them because they already seem like they're worn like, in. I had different shoes for like different reasons because uh, I have a no arch in my feet. Like I'm completely flat footed. So to me, like the most comfortable, like wearing out shoes, those are Converse's for me because they already have like no built in arch anyway, like most other tennis shoes do. And I have a pair of running shoes from when I, when I was actually running. Cause I was training again. I was trained to just run in a marathon because a person who I was dating was a marathon runner. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I went to uh, <clears throat> Chicago last year in December, and... Oh, I bet it was cold. Oh, uh, it was it was okay until the last day we were there, and then, like, it dropped, like, 
40 degrees in like two hours. It was definitely the Windy City. Oh, oh dude, funny you should mention that because like I'm talking to the, cause like I had never experienced cold like that. My, my parents are from like the hot parts of like Louisiana and Arkansas. Yeah. You know, most of my family, this, this is as uh, north as they go, as Chattanooga pretty much. So like I had never experienced cold like that. And I was just like, seeing what I needed. I was just like, yo, would it be ridiculous for me to pack some long johns and stuff like that? And she was like, babe, it's not going to be that cold. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's going to be that cold to me. And she, <laughs> she was just like, it's not that bad. I'm like, your city's called the windy city. And she was just like, Oh, that's just a, that's just a political thing that that isn't like really the case when you go to Chicago until the last day. And the last day, we're literally going and the wind is blowing at us, and we're like we're like literally things off cartoons. Like we're like leaning into the wind, our <laughs> scarves are fluttering in the wind, and I'm just like looking at him like it's the windy city because of politics. You're like it's I the hate you. City because of politics. Yeah, oh, man. It's just like you lied to me. <laughs> I hate this. But um, no, Chicago was great. But one day she was just like, "Hey, let's uh, ride bikes around Chicago." And I was like thinking maybe we were gonna ride for like fifteen minutes, maybe a couple miles. We started at eleven o'clock in the morning. We didn't get back to her her parents' house until like I want to say close to um, eleven at night, and we biked twenty four miles. Nice. Through Chicago, but you're sore the next day. Oh, dude, my legs were done for like the next three. Like I was like, I could barely walk. Like it took. Like after I got walking, it was better. But like waking up, especially like yeah, it was like one of those <laughs> situations where you're just like leaning toward each side and just like shifting your body to walk pretty much. Like one of those old cowboys with a certain <laughs> arch like this. You put stick on the horse. Like that's yeah. How you walk. Exactly. I went to, I've been to Chicago once. It was in 10th grade uh, when I was in the band. I played trumpet in the, I was in the band in high school. And, uh, Ringgold? Went to Ridgeland High School. Oh, Ridgeland. Yeah. Okay. We went to Chicago for our 10th grade band trip and competition up there. And, uh, and that was the only time I went. We went into the, um, is it is it Sears Tower? Is that the tall one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went up there, got a certificate saying that we went up there and, and uh, it really wasn't too windy until like you get to the the top of of there, and it was super windy up there. Like, can't you like really feel it? Like, that's what people tell me. We didn't go to the top. Feel it leaning. Yeah, you, like you can like feel it kind of swaying in the breeze a little I bit. Don't remember. That was a long time ago. I was yeah. I was uh, sixteen or seventeen at that point. So that was a long yeah. time ago. People tell me it's like yeah, when you actually get to the top, you can like feel it if you like you like pay attention to it. I'm like I don't probably know. I don't know. But we did that. We went to. It was cool. The malls there because, uh, you know, it's not like Hamilton Place. You got two levels and everything's wide. You know, it's yeah. one building and it goes up. So like yeah. each floor was a different store. Yeah. The basement was a food court. We get a little card and you swipe at each one to put your food on it. And at the very end, you swiped it to pay it after you go around the food court. And then like above that, it's like a Sears, and above that, it's like a, another store. Oh, I know exactly what you're store. talking about. Yeah, we went to that. I I don't know why I thought that was interesting uh, because it was. Yeah, we, like they decided. Like the only reason I even saw the malls there is because like it was like right next to this like little German market that was going on at the time. Yeah, oh, it's still one of the best bratwurst I've ever had. But yeah, 
I really enjoyed Chicago. Like, the, Chicago uh, was nice. The cab drivers were nuts. I do remember that. Oh, we never took a cab, but... We, we got into a cab to go to uh, um, a museum, a museum by the uh, lakefront or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were all getting there our own way. And uh, there was a girl that was a senior at the time. It was me, her, and someone else got into a cab. And... Uh, and this guy was driving nuts. Like, I don't know how he didn't wreck. Like, he was a pro. He would s- squeeze in these vehicles, and I'm like, how is he not, like, scraping bumpers or whatever? Like, <laughs> nuts. It was nuts. It was a oh, crazy dude, I saw I've some. I saw some pretty nuts of things while I was in Chicago, but complete your story. Yeah, but but, but she was so terrified that she, like, squeezed my hand and dug her nails into my, into my skin. Like, that's how terrible. She did not ride another one the rest of the trip. And I <laughs> thought that was hilarious. I mean, I, I was, you know, I was like, I'm just keeping my cool, but trying to keep my cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to wreck. Yeah, just like looking down at your feet most of the time. And she's like, oh, I've never noticed that lace I before. I mean, you got to drive that way up there because the traffic was, I mean, it was crazy. <sighs> yeah, man. That was fun. So first night, like I get there and I'm just like, you know, I'm in Chicago. And it's just like, she hadn't been there in a couple of years either. So it's just like, let's just drive around and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm really getting like not only like honked at but yelled at for just following <laughs> following like traffic laws they're like uh at one point like i'm just like waiting because like all these cars are like turning in and like i'm like waiting to make a left because like all these cars are turning in and the people behind me are honking and i'm just like what the fuck and then like she starts yelling at me and she's like no this is chicago rule you're supposed to go into the middle median and wait until you can turn that way you keep traffic going and I'm just like, is that not against the law? Because like that's always been against the law everywhere else I've been in my entire life. You tell me if a cop drives by, sees me doing this shit, I'm not about to get pulled over. Is that what you're telling me? She's like, why aren't you on the sidewalk right now? They'll move. You know, <laughs> right, right up on the... and I'm just you like, don't know how to drive on two wheels? No, I'm like, sideways. I'm like, you people are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's like, you ever seen an action movie? It's just like that, but only we do it, it's just normal up here. It's just like, yeah, the dude who's casting Baby Driver, they just saw him driving down to Chicago one day. <laughs> just a normal guy. Just, just normal. Yeah. Or like the dude from Initial D, he's just like, you know, whatever, drifting around the curves. Oh, there's like the one bit about, there's a comedian that does a bit, he goes like, he was in Chicago one time, and like, he was stopped at a stopped at a red light and the roads were icy and like literally like he saw this dude like stop didn't stop just kept sliding and dude was just took his coffee and <laughs> just drank while he's just like drifting into the median <laughs> oh my goodness and it's just like dude these are like different types of people he sticks a uh what was the thing you use when you're skiing what are those called he sticks one hey let me turn <laughs> I can see that happening, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Like, there were a lot of things that I found just, like, really crazy when I went to Chicago. One, I had never been in a city that big. The biggest city that I'd probably been in was D.C., but that was when I was 11. Like, no, I was 14 when we did that because that was my eighth grade year. We went to D.C., for like a there. week and then when my literature t- teacher tried to fail everybody that went to that trip because we missed homework and it's just like yo we're in the state capitol right now you know we like went to museums every day like uh probably the weirdest part of that was uh going to the holocaust museum 
I don't know if you've ever been to the DC. No, I've never been up there. They have I like a, they, that. they have like a museum that's just like dedicated to like all the people that like lost their lives in the Holocaust camps, and they have like imagery and like just a bunch of weird shit, dude. Like we were uh, kind of graphic. Yeah, it's very. It was a. It was an emotional, emotional ride going through that because, like, I knew about World War Two because my grandfather fought in it, and so did like five of his brothers. So, wow. like, I knew a little bit about it, but like, I didn't know nearly as much about the Holocaust camps as uh, I thought I did. And I went in, and at one point they had like this like weird jacket that's on display. <laughs> Right, and it's just like doesn't it doesn't look right, but you don't know why. And when you get to the front of it, it's like, hey, do not touch. And we're just like, oh, that's weird. Like, I wonder why you can't touch it. Then you go to the back, and it's like this jacket is made from human skin. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> yeah. Like I was yeah. just like, th- I was like, it's like who and why and where and when what. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, weird, weird Nazi scientists, man. This pretty, pretty much the entire. It's just like, yeah, dude, weird Nazi scientists were really fucked up, and like you would go through. That was like the weirdest part. The funnest part for me was uh, we went to the we went to the part of the Smithsonian that was like the space part. Yeah, and we went to the dinosaur part too. Because they have like all these different parts in the Smithsonian, you could you could go to DC for a week and just do a different part of the Smithsonian. There's probably tons of museums up there, but yeah, we did a lot. We did a lot of art museums and everything like that. Weirdly enough, I didn't see real Van Goghs and real Salvador Dalis because those are my favorite painters. Yeah, I don't. Do you have one? Not really. Yeah, no. I I like. I like art museums and enjoy them. I don't really know if I have a favorite, though. Yeah. I like looking at them and stuff, but don't really have Bits a favorite. Bits and Van Gogh's my favorite just because of Doctor <laughs> Who, to be yeah. quite honest. That was a good episode. Yeah. Good, good episode of the Sunflowers. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what are some of the... What are some movies that, like, kind of, like, wanted... Like, you see that movie, it's like, I want to be like that guy as, like, an actor. Like, those are, like... Uh, well, I was actually just watched a video on some behind the scenes stuff about Tom Cruise and like, you always hear about people doing their own stunt work, like Jackie Chan. Everyone knows he does his own stunt work. He's gotten hurt on set, that kind of stuff. You've, you've known that. I did not know Tom Cruise did his, did most of his stunts. Like I had no idea he did as many as I thought he did. Oh yeah. And I was watching this video and like, like just the mission impossible movies. He did almost, if not all of it. I know in the I know in the new like the one with um oh my god his uh his name is his name is slipping me the one he did he was Superman Henry Cavill yeah Henry Cavill <clears throat> like the, the one we did where Henry Cavill was an enemy he's actually flying that helicopter like not Henry Cavill but uh Tom Cruise Tom Cruise is actually flying yeah I think the that's helicopter. Mission Impossible. Fallout, if I'm not mistaken, which I actually haven't seen that one. I've seen yeah. almost all of them, but I think there's one or two I haven't seen. Yeah, that was also in the video. Like, he can freaking, he knows how to fly helicopters. And not only did he fly the helicopter in the scene, the maneuvers that he did in between the hills is more difficult than some pi- some pilots who are professionals can't even do that. Like, yeah. what the heck, man? Like, he's yeah, dude, awesome. Like, in the last one, he shattered his leg. When yeah, he was, jumping uh, from the building. Jumping yeah, from he buildings. Broke, yeah, he broke his leg. And because you can see it where he limps slightly, where they right before they cut that clip, 
and they just cut it into the when it was fixed. And then right after that scene, uh, the next thing he went on to film, he did a halo jump, freaking halo jump from the atmosphere with his broken leg. Dude, Tom Cruise is fucking nuts. Like he he's is awesome. so intense. Like, and, uh. and I and I love that too because you know people have made fun of him just because he's like a little on the short side and. And, uh, you know, like, freaking Family Guy and all that making fun Family of Guy has made fun of him. Oh, dude, the... It kind of gives me hope, because I... I do. Have you ever seen the South Park episode? I have not, no. Oh, dude. So, Stan, in the episode, like, he goes to, like, the Scientology people so that he can, like, you know, measure, measure his whatever levels. Like, I don't claim to know that much about Scientology. I don't either. And they yeah. wind, he winds up being the... Re, like, they wind up telling him that he's the reincarnation of uh, Hubbard, the guy that started Sci- Scientology. I didn't even know that. And Tom Cruise, like, comes to his house and, like, locks himself in the closet when... When uh, you know Stan pretty much just says like you know no, I'm not really a big fan of your stuff and like uh, R Kelly's in the episode Tom Cruise stuck in the closet he like starts doing like they start doing oh, the closet goodness. parodies off it and stuff oh dude it's a great episode he's in a couple just because like every time that like Tom Cruise in an episode of South Park he sues the creators and he's like bet you won't do it again and they're just like <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's funny. <laughs> like, dude, that's my favorite show of all time. I'd be, and, I'd probably be fine with it, even if yeah. you make fun of me. I'd be like exposure, you know. Yeah, I mean, a Not lot of t- famous actors will do. I still think they'll do stupid crap because it gets their name back on the radar, you know, for exposure. Some, some of the actors. That's what I think, anyway. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, but. yeah, of course, exposure. I mean, that's why fighters. That's why <clears throat> fighters do dumb stuff in the MMA sometimes, just to get like more clicks and to get more people to know their name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I always thought I was short, even though I'm average. And Brianna's all like, "You are not short. You are tall." But I mean, I would be. How tall her. are you? Five ten. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean that's average, but it seems like everybody's so much taller than me. And Brandon's like, "Stop that!" You know, but but of course she's only five one. So yeah, <laughs> I, I feel taller. like people like so especially like when I'm meeting people new, like uh, like they get weirded out by me because I'm very calm. Because I'm six foot three, I'm not the tallest dude. I mean, but I think that's pretty tall. Yeah, I find myself being like to be like very intimidating and stuff like that, especially around people like who don't know me. Like that's just like one of the things that come up to me. It's just like, hey, dude, you're a monster. <laughs> but uh, that's just like one of my self doubt things. It's just like I I think people are intimidated by me when they really not. So that's like kind of like why I act weird or like around newer people, and I eventually warm up, and then you can't get me to shut the fuck up. Kind of like with this interview, I I can be that way sometimes. I can be quiet and reserved, but if there's a subject that I'm really interested in, I, sometimes I could talk forever and ever. And of course, I get sidetracked a lot too. I'll get me on one subject, cut off on another one, then cut off on another one. <laughs> that line that I was on, there's I already forgot what I was talking about, and I'm like, what were we talking about again? Like, oh, you got yeah. so far off the rails. Like some of the people <laughs> have been getting on to me because, like, like I said, this is only the fifth time I've done this. And even like when I was being filmed for like the live shows and stuff like that, I really was never interviewing people. Yeah, not, like just talking to people. 
and stuff like that. So it's just people are like, you need to stay on subject of what you're talking about. And I'm just like, eh, it's not really what I want to do. I just want to want to have conversations with people, yeah. make new friends. <clears throat> fuck around with my friends like me and dustin were here just like three hours and there was just sometimes where like me and him are just like on the table just like hyperventilating because like, <laughs> we're just laughing so hard oh yeah but um yeah did you find like any i see you being like a james bond guy for some reason like you liking like especially like early on, I might be completely wrong on that. I probably am with the look that I'm getting right now. Like movies that I like, yeah, that define me. I yeah. I uh, some of my favorite movies of all time. Like I guess it'd be mostly from when I was a kid. Like I love the Neverending Story. Oh, dude, so Never one of my favorite story is movies. So good. Just I the first one though. I didn't watch that movie until I was like 25. I watched like Never Ending Story and The Breakfast Club in the same night, and I was just like, "What the fuck were my parents doing? Never showing me these movies." It was a good movie. I, I loved it, and uh, I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. I guess older movies. I mean, any action film really. I like. I love action films. Oh, dude, especially like back in the day, like especially like in the '90s, action films. They were so. They're so bad now, but they were so great at the time. And also, like when something's filmed in the '90s, I never have to ask myself when that movie was made. There's just like a charm that like '90s movies have to me. Well, there's no CGI either, so yeah. if there's a really good action scene. It was done very well. Like they did all that. You know, there's no yeah. green screen. There's no, you know, they had to. It was probably a lot more dangerous and stuff like that, which. Which brings me back to the Tom Cruise stuff. Some of the behind-the-scenes stuff he was doing was still super dangerous. So, he was yeah. doing it, and there wasn't that much screen screen for that either. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> my, which he gives me hope too. When I was talking about his his height, which I'm totally not making fun of, but I always thought I was a little on the short side. But he does all this crap, and he's freaking famous. And uh, I forget how tall he is, but uh, he gives me he's short. I think he's like five seven, maybe something like that. It gives me hope. So I'm like, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can get somewhere someday and, and i would love to do all my stunts too i've been i've actually been doing a lot of uh i've done acting classes like method acting and that kind of stuff which everything's on zoom now which yeah. kind of sucks because you can't really get that one-on-one -on -one stuff it's just all on video yeah there's but. not much you can really learn like especially if like you're trying to act and stuff like that like i tried doing a comedy course like while we were doing this and yeah. for one my the teacher who was teaching us wasn't funny and i'm just like uh, it, yeah, yeah they've got the money by then too. Yeah. We've already paid them, so it's gonna be what it is. Which, which uh, I got to train with a guy named Scott Rogers, and he trained. Um, he was a mentor for um, uh, who is it plays Aquaman? Uh, Jason uh, Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa. He, he, he trained him. Got to work with him on set at one point before he was Aquaman. And uh, but I thought he was a really great teacher, even though it was over Zoom meeting. And I would like to do things in person. Uh, it was still a pretty small group. And we did a Zoom meeting, I think, once a week for about four weeks, a four-week course. And we do something different every time. He gives us homework to do and everything. Like, I thought he did a really great job. I enjoyed the course. It wasn't too terribly expensive. And uh, it was all in method acting. And I, I think I learned a lot from it. I took notes, you know, so I could re remember stuff. and But stuff like that, I, I hate that it's over Zoom. But, yeah. um, but it's been great. And I've been going to a gym when it opened back up, you know, then they do all the social distancing with the mask and stuff. And, uh, I've been doing training like, uh, 
with sword training and size and handgun training and all that stuff. And I've been listening to that on my been resume. John Wick in it? Uh, I'd like to, yeah. <laughs> well, they even taught us about his method that John Wick uses. You know, John Wick is a very... Uh, it's not like a regular, like there are different ways to hold your gun. Like um, yeah. <clears throat> a regular way a police officer officers trained is their body's facing completely forward and they come up with a gun straight forward, almost like an A-frame kind of military. Military turns to the side a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and what they do is they keep their arms in close because when you're wearing armor, this your sides are exposed. You know, the armor doesn't come all the way up to your armpits. Yeah. So they, you know, you want that bullet, you'd rather that bullet go into your arm first and hopefully ricochet out of it as soon as it goes into here, it's going to hit vital organs. So yeah, you got to get shot in the arm, then hit an organ. So they're real, real close and everything. And John Wick, he had, he has everything up to his chest and really close because he had a lot of close combat, even with the firearm. And yeah. that's why I see all of him shooting straight from the chest and everything, and where he could turn it either way. But they were showing us all these different methods, and that was just with handgun. That wasn't even with a rifle or shotgun or anything. Yeah, but, but did you ever like see like the videos of like w- w- him like going through like actual tactical training? Yeah, for, like John Wick too. Yeah, that's another cool uh, thing. Like I love learning all of that, and yeah. even if you don't know it, once you become big enough. They find people to train you. You do tons of intense training before you even start your role, or well, like get somebody to you know six week course of building up your abs so you can look good with your shirt off or whatever you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, to tell you how cool Keanu Reeves is, that place is actually really popular in California now. Like that's an actual spot you can go to California and do like tactical tactical like things. It's like a studio or something. Yeah, yeah, and. John Wick like let him let them use that video and was just like don't worry about paying me. You guys are pretty cool when I was there. So nice. Yeah, yeah. The place I go to is in Atlanta, and and I love the gym. Um, but they do all kinds of stuff there. They do they do weight training. They'll do uh, they do wire work. They got wires hanging from the ceiling and they're launching in the air and you do flips and stuff. They do stuff like that. They'll do. They even do yoga. They do. They do all kinds of stuff. They have people training. This, where is this? Uh, it's called Worldwide Fitness Gym, and it's in Atlanta. Okay. And um, and the guy there is real cool, and uh, like he owns it, and he gets people. Even when he can't have people in person, like he had a guy who was a, um, a karate black belt train us on a class over over Zoom. Uh, he had a screen set up, and he would teach us uh, combat bow staff. And so, even if he can't bring them in, this will have hold his class there in the in the in the gym and have someone train us over video, or whatever. And you know, it's a live feed, so he can go over it with everyone to get the right technique down or whatever. So, all right. So, what's your favorite? really fun stuff? What's your what's your favorite weapon to use so far? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to. I, I like I like the handgun methods that I was taught. I like all of that. Like you know, unholstering and coming up and coming back down and the close. Yeah. Um, the bow staff was really fun. The size were interesting because they almost seem like an awkward weapon, but once you get used to, to flipping them around, holding them different ways and learning techniques with those, they're really fun. Um, my favorite that I still got to work on those probably the scream of sticks, which is what Nightwing had. It's the first weapons I ever learned five years ago. Yeah, and just learning techniques with these scream of sticks really awesome. And not to mention, in the comic books, he's got ten thousand volts of electricity on the end of them. You know, yeah. Oh, dude, I love that. With. Especially like um, <clears throat> I always loved the, the Arkham games when you got to play as Nightwing. Yeah. In the certain situations. Yeah. And, I think. Do you watch Arrow? Do you watch any of the DC TV shows? I watched uh, I watched Arrow and I watched I watched Arrow till about season four and I watched um, 
flash till about season three and i just kind of fell off started watching other things i did a little bit but i'm trying to catch up on the the last season that's on netflix and this doesn't really give anything away or spoil anything but there's a there's a character that came in with some scream of sticks and just an episode that i just watched and was just awesome with them and i'm like i'm glad they keep incorporating that weapon into stuff and it yeah. kind of pays homage to nightwing or some of the characters that they dude i really want like i really want like a batman movie where it's dick grayson as batman because that actually happened in the comics like right before a reboot <clears throat> series happened like bruce wayne gets shot and killed yeah and then to kind of like put gotham back on the right track like you know <clears throat> dick comes back from bloodhaven and comes back to gotham and takes up the Batman mantle. I'm pretty sure there have been several instances where he has taken up the mantle, either when they thought Batman was dead, Bruce was dead, or he was just away for a while, mm-hmm. or he was away and they thought he was dead, and it turns out he wasn't and came back. Always so mysterious, Bruce is, but he's taken up the mantle lots of times, and, and then uh, I think in some of them, Nightwing even has, uh, or Dick Grayson even has a suit where it's blue and black. Yeah. And it's it's uh, the, the Nightwing Batman suit, or, or uh, Dick Grayson Batman suit. But uh, the Batwoman series, there's only been one season of it, which they're recasting Batwoman now. But in that series, uh, she takes up the mantles Batwoman because Batman's gone. No one's heard from him. He disappeared. So that they, mm. there's no Batman in that. I think it'd be cool if they had a Dick Grayson come back and do the mantle a couple episodes. Yeah. Because uh, that, that'd be a good time to bring in a Dick Grayson, I think. Because all the other CW shows, I don't think there's been a been a Grayson character at all or yeah, maybe like, mentioned but my, I'm not my sure. favorite of the Robins has always been number one Dick Grayson number two Damien which I know Damien is a newer newer type deal. that's mine too well Damien's freaking is I like his character story yeah I mean trained by the the League of Assassins yeah. like who was literally killing people when he was like eight years old and shit like just murking people but they portray him as mostly becoming good later on yeah and well, I mean, it's like as Batman soon as tries to teach him, as soon as like Batman like realizes that he's a thing, pretty much, and everything that I've seen, it's just like you know, goes Tasha, you did what to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, I'm the same way. I like Dick Grayson, and then Damien's probably my second favorite. I like Jason Todd. Like I like the Red Hood like image and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I do love, Red I Hood love too. that. I especially like the con- conflict that Batman has with Red Hood that he can't really bring him in because he feels kind of guilty with the way that he wound up anyway. Yeah. The whole bat family out of all yeah. the, out of all DC and more like I, I, I love Marvel movies, but I'm still like a huge DC fan and always love the bat family. I always love yeah. all the characters. Yeah. I always love like Batman's probably my favorite in DC, which makes a lot of people <laughs> Matrotha mad. Cause it's like, you just don't know that much about DC. That might be true. All right. I grew well, my favorite too. So yeah. whatever I grew up, I grew up <clears throat> mostly liking Marvel. And then like, I found like DC comics that like, I really enjoyed. Like I really enjoyed the killing joke. Yeah. Like the first time I like everybody remembers when they read the killing joke for the first time, pretty much. I feel if they've read it, Yeah, you know, that's like the one where, Barbara gets shot by Joker and everything like that. It's not a very action-packed comic, but it's a very emotional comic. Yeah. But uh, that and the the Flashverse, where like and where like the Flash changes points of history. Flashpoint. 
Yeah, and then, like, through that, like, on the night that Bruce Wayne's parents died, like, Bruce Wayne actually dies, and Thomas becomes Batman, and Martha becomes Joker. I always enjoyed that stuff. Like, just all the different variances and stuff like that. Plus, I just like how DC has, like, more of, like, an adult and just darker tone to it. Yeah. They're not as optimistic, which is what I really enjoy as far as, like, the Marvel goes. Because I feel like Marvel heroes are just, like, way too optimistic about some things. It's like, oh, just let this guy go. You know, he's learned his lesson. And he's like, he just tried to kill everything. Kill that man. Kill that man with fire. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was... As far as me, like, movie goes and stuff like that, like, probably, like, the first, like, sci-fi movies that, like, I watched as a kid growing up was, of course, Alien. Yeah. And Aliens. Yeah. The Alien movie was just so great. <clears throat> Predator 1 was great. Predator 2 was all right. Everything they've made after those has been garbage, in my opinion. Yeah, I was Predator. Was all my favorite life. sci-fi movie as a kid and probably still as an adult is Terminator 2. Yeah. Everybody loves that. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. What's, what's I'm trying to think just sci-fi now, some ones I like. Uh, we could put superhero in sci-fi too. Like it doesn't have to just be purely sci-fi. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Uh, <clears throat> oh goodness, what was the one where the the guy was playing the video game? He was really good at it, and the aliens came down and picked him up and said, "You're going to be the pilot to save us all." I can't remember the name of that movie. Oh, dude, that sounds familiar, but I'm not thinking about it either. I also just like really ridiculous movies from back in the day, like Jumanji. Yeah, like with Robin Williams. Robin Williams is the only thing that made that movie watchable. If you go back and watch it, but yeah, dude, there was just like so. Oh, anything Robin Williams was in was great. Oh, dude, that's one of my personal heroes. Like for real. Especially after learning what he went through in his life and what he struggled with, mm-hmm. which really wasn't even brought to light until after he passed. Yeah. Like uh, the reason he crazy. the re- the reason he killed himself was because he was getting Parkinson's like really bad. I don't even know if I knew that. Yeah, mm. like uh, and he felt like uh, once like it fully took him, it was going to take away everything that he was because you know especially in his comedy and everything, Robin was just so flamboyant and stuff like that. Like he was the guy that whenever he would do a stand up special, like there would be nine <laughs> bottles of water just because he'd be sweating so much. <laughs> And everything like that. Like, literally, his shirt, whatever color it was, was see-through by the end of the filming. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some roles that, like, if you got, like, you would be ecstatic for? Man, anything superhero-ish would anything. be great. I always thought I could fit that type. Uh, which, when you're doing acting, um, I've been told by talent managers and agents that you need to find your type yeah um i mean every everyone wants to be well-rounded but when you're starting off you kind of want to try to find a certain type from what i've been told it doesn't it's not necessarily applies to everyone but most of the time uh you find that type and you go and do those because you know you can do them well and the type that i've kind of been doing and, and getting a lot will pick me for is like a police officer uh military or um, FBI, you know, detective or whatever like that. Like everyone kind of thinks I kind of look like those types, which I, I guess I, I kind of do. Yeah, I can and see it. People always thought 
and people always ask me uh, where I served. Like they'd always ask me if I was in the military. Like people always thought that, and I've actually, I've never been in the military. I, the, yeah. They said maybe it's the way I hold myself or the way I talk or something, and I was like, oh well. I like I've had family that have been. I've got family that are police officers that have been in the military or whatever. Friends that have been in the Marines, which I almost joined the Marines when I was younger. I was this close to signing up, and then uh, I think I got a girlfriend, so I probably think <laughs> that changed that. But oh, yeah, uh, I tried to join life the Navy. Stuff happens, but. I, tr- I joined. In, I tried to join the Navy, and it straight to looked at my medical history, and they're like, "Get out of here!" Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I almost joined the Marines. Went, went. I was actually, I was working at Steak and Shake at the time. I was an assistant manager, and they were opening up a new chain in Raleigh, North Carolina, and so they picked like four or five of us to go up there and train everyone to open up and oh my gosh opening day was nuts it was like it's like we see a new restaurant and the drive throughs wrapping around the place like twice and out into the street it was like that for like a week straight like it was ridiculous and uh, everyone they hired they were all on staff like all the time and uh <clears throat> What they did was when they first opened, I think they weren't open during third shift because Take a Shake was usually 24 hours. Not now because of COVID, or at least not in this area. They're closed at night, but uh, yeah. they didn't have that one open at night just because it was so busy and it was just how the training hours worked. But there were so many people just in the back working that it was nuts. Like it was crazy. And uh, it was so slow. People getting their food, getting mad, and we're like, do you see how many people are here? Like, yeah. come on now. But yeah. while I was there, the hotel we were staying in, there was a Marines recruitment station right there. And at that point in my life, I was like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? You know, I really didn't know. So I was like, no, let's check this out. You know, I thought about going into the military because I had some friends that went to the Marines and one went into the Navy. And I was just like, I mean, I know I could do this, you know, so that close but yeah never did do it oh dude like i'm kind of glad that i didn't do it i'm not it's just like i've never seen any of my friends that did come back the same yeah pretty much and you know i grew up like none of like my other other like who were younger than my grandparents were like um in the military everything i had like i actually knew all of my grandfather's siblings who fought in the war because him and five other brothers fought in World War II but they all came back. That's good. And so yeah, and they all lived to be like I think the oldest one like lived to be like to like ninety seven or ninety eight. Were they like deployed in the front lines and all that stuff? Like did they see a lot of combat? My um the one who survived the longest did. My oh, okay. my grandfather was in the Navy. That's why I wanted to join the Navy. But uh his brother, his older brother, and my uncle, my uncle Harold, great uncle Harold, he was in the army and was a sniper and was actually a German POW. Oh wow! Yeah, like the Germans actually sent a letter to my great grandmother saying that he had died in conflict, that he had died in their camp, and then came back after the war was over. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Gee, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. And uh, maybe they just got it wrong, or. Maybe they did on purpose just to be mean. Yeah, the dude, and that like that like changed uh, him. Like I never knew him before, of course, because you know I wasn't walking around in the fifties. Yeah, but uh, like whenever you walk, yeah, you look good for your age. Man. Yeah, whenever you like walk around, walk into his house, you'd walk in. Hey, Uncle Harold, you'd be like, Hey, Justin, and I'd be like, walk in, and he'd be like, he goes like, get yourself something to eat, and I'm like, 
I'm like, Uncle Harold, I just ate. I'm not hungry. He's like, you're hungry. You just don't know it yet. He was a jerk. He was a, like, literally came back bones. Yeah. And was just like, he never missed a meal and even added on meals after that. Yeah. And was like always just, his house was like so full of food. It was just like a thing that happened to him where it's where he had to have like plentiful <clears throat> amount of foods. Like he wasn't even unhealthy. Like I said, he lived to be 98. Yeah. I guess it, something going through something like that would make you very, uh, grateful for the things you got so mm-hmm. like you did not leave you did not leave his house without eating something that was like one thing with him too <laughs> he made sure people didn't go go anywhere hungry it was weird yeah, not, it was sweet but yeah. you know it was a little extreme sometimes too like we go to his house like literally just got back from like a party where we all just like ate and ate and ate and ate like we're all just like trying to stay awake at that point <laughs> And he like be like, all right, who wants some apple pie? Like, <laughs> uh, oh god. I think I had, in high school, I had, uh, three friends I can remember. One went into the navy. I don't remember what he did, but I, I think he signed up for like because they, they were having a good bonus at the time. And then the other two went into marines. And I know one was a tank mechanic, so I don't think he ever saw combat. Which he always worked on cars in high school anyway. Like mm-hmm. I remember spending the night with him. We worked on his like uh, I think he had an Infinity G20 or something we worked on, or we're supposed to work on. We ended up sleeping in half the day, but uh, so he knew his way around the car more than I did. So he, I think he became a tank mechanic, and I don't think he ever saw combat. And then, uh, and then my other friend, he was a I want to say he was a heavy machine gunner, so he had seen some action and. I don't know much more about it. I don't know if he took any lives. And I want to say he did, but it's not something I ever really asked. Yeah, it's not something you ask with soldiers. Yeah. And then he came back, and he's now a cop down in the middle of Georgia somewhere. I think he's a he's um uh, he's got a canine. He's a canine unit. He's got a dog and everything. So I think he's a part of a canine unit. Well, what he does for a living now. Yeah. And I got a coworker now. He was a marine sniper, so he had seen plenty mm. of action and all yeah. that. And he, I think he still goes to, uh, uh, I don't know if he like goes to therapy or whatever stuff, but I mean, that stuff will change you too. So, I mean, yeah, being a soldier will definitely change you and like and some PTSD and stuff. Yeah. And I, st- and I say none of that negatively. Like I love soldiers. I grew up around soldiers and, uh, Close. I, have, I have a ton of respect for anyone. Oh yeah, for anyone who could go do that. Like even, I said, even like police I, officers. Yeah. I know they're bad ones too. There's some. I mean, that's that's cops, but that's the thing. There's <clears throat> shitty people everywhere. There's yeah. shitty people in every organization that you're going to be in. Yeah, and they do some crappy things, but it doesn't mean all of them are bad. Yeah, you know? for sure. <clears throat> I'm gonna pause real quick because I got peace so bad. I my back teeth are floating. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
I have no idea what time we started. Yeah, it's about an hour and a half ago. But yeah, sorry folks, had to, you know, go take care of nature. <laughs> but uh Yeah, what were we talking about? I know I should know this. Uh, we were talking about soldiers. Police and soldiers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like um I also have family members that are police officers and everything like that, and they're great people, loving people, but like I said, you know, there are gonna be some bad ones and my only negative thing I'll probably say about the police is, you know, you should out the bad ones when, like, you shouldn't try to defend the bad ones. It's yeah. like my thing. I, I understand that it's like a brotherhood and everything like that, but it's not going to change on either, either side until people start pushing, like, the bad apples forward to go, to put it simply. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they get paid enough, honestly. Oh, dude, they don't get paid enough and they don't get trained enough either. Yeah. I mean, it's like um, it takes less time in this country to be a. It takes uh, more time in this country to be a barber than it does to be a police officer. Yeah, and I mean they have to go through um, psychology training too. Like they they do they ask you a lot of questions about things that are that do with your morals and stuff. Because mm-hmm. my brother in law went through all that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, which is which that's good, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're good and bad, and I, I mean, I understand what my. Uh, I mean, I guess I can't say I understand it, but I can see why my sister is, you know, I mean, she, every night he goes off and, you know, he might not come back. He's going to tell him what, can you could do a routine traffic stop and dude's yeah, well, just going to try to blow you away no matter what. You, you did, never you hear, know. did you hear about that guy in like, uh, in Tusa County? Uh, was it the one that got, got shot when he just pulled over a guy? The one they chased all the way to the backside of Lake Winnie? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I heard about that night, and because uh, we actually went right by Lake Winnie, and we didn't know what was going on. There were tons of people at that gas station. There were news stations. There were cops blocking off the roads. There were cops inside Lake Winnie around the woods back there. We're yeah. like, what the heck's going on? And then we saw Facebook blowing up with stuff, and we're like, oh, some dude's hiding in the woods, shooting everything up. You know, trying to go all last Alamo on everybody. Yeah, and I, I think the cop, the cop was fine. Um, you know, it wasn't fatal or anything. I mean, but, he, but you know those. The cops are going after him. They're like, "You shot one of ours. We're coming." Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure they, like, they eliminated him. You're yeah. dead. Yeah, I think that's how it ended. He was they they should they killed him. Uh, which I mean, which if, I he's, told, if he's going guns and blazing, they probably don't have any other choice. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. No, like uh, they, I'm pretty sure they're labeling it uh, suicide by cop. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like he probably wasn't going out easy. From yeah. what I understand, I don't know the full details, but. I mean, yeah, I don't know the guys. I know the stories here and there, but you know, he they did uh, shoot that. He like the cop didn't, even, from my understanding, didn't even have enough time to get out of his car when they shot him. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard too. That he just started firing right at the window and everything. Uh huh. And which uh, I'm I'm not sure about that police officer's name, but I'm real. But I was re- really thankful to know that you know he was okay. That he was out of critical condition like halfway before the day was ruled over but you know i mean hey how, how are you gonna know you're yeah, just doing how, your job pulling somebody over before you even get out job. of the vehicle yeah yeah it is a stressful job that's why i don't think they get paid enough they don't get paid nearly enough for what they do like i was talking to one of my like more like crazy left-sided friends who's like completely you know defund the police get rid of police and i'm just like you can't say that because you've never been a police officer and she was and um, she was just like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, dude, you know where cops go? 
and she's like what i'm like they get they, they go where the cops get called all right they're sketchy situations they have to deal with sketchy situations it's literally like in their job description to deal with sketchy situations knowing that you know they could probably get killed that night which yeah. i understand that but you know we need better training and better pay i mean you gotta deal with death too uh, yeah i'm trying to remember if i have this correct but when my brother-in-law was working a third shift and i think he got called out to a house where someone had hung themselves you know oh yeah you gotta walk in there and see all that you gotta get them to, i mean what you yeah. gotta just you gotta There's deal a, with that you know i'm it's not always it. a shootout, and it's not always pulling somebody over. There's you just got to deal with weird stuff you got to deal with. Yeah, plus that, like, um, there are people that within, um, like, the police force that their job is to go into crime scenes and, like, clean them up. Like, literally cleaning yeah. brain matter out of carpet. Yeah. It's just like, you usually, like, last six months, if that, in that job. And it's just like, yeah, because uh, that's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and domestic disputes alone, Ooh. we've got to deal with other people's crap and solve that, and then that can get tiresome too, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. De- like dealing with other people's drama. Imagine having to do that every night, you know. <clears throat> Especially working a night shift. That's when all the stupid people are doing stupid stuff. So arguing stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. It's lots to deal with. I don't think teachers get paid enough either. Oh, dude, teachers... Definitely not. There's a lot of people in this country that don't get paid nearly what they should, and people get paid way too much money for the nothing they do. Where would we be without teachers? I mean, yeah. that's literally how we learn from children on up, you know, until we're at least 18 anyways. Yeah, um, and uh, what kills me, especially like in the political climate, when like... One side is just like, you know, we need to pay cops more. We need to pay teacher more. But if you elect me as whatever, I will cut taxes. And it's just like, I don't know if you know how taxes work, but that's how police officers and teachers get paid. Like, theoretically, you know, taxes do, like, I'm not wrong in that, right? Like, you know, taxes, that's how cops get their salary. That's how teachers get their salary. I mean, the government paid, so I'm assuming. Yeah. So. I have always tried to stay out of politics, and I I know I shouldn't. I know I should really get more involved, but it just, it's so annoying. It's it's very annoying. Like, with the way. I enjoy it. Like, I say I enjoy it, but it's just like, I understand it because I came from a very politically, one, one side of my family in particular, my dad's side of the family, pretty politically heavy. We have like lawyers, some people who were mayors, and people who ran for Senate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I grew up around it and stuff like that, and like just listening to them, so I can like see how things break down. But then my human side takes over, and it's just like, dude, this is these these numbers are talking about lives right now, and I don't like it. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's why like I get on things. Do you play video games at all? I used to heavily, not so much anymore. The only thing I play now, I have Call of Duty Mobile, and I like uh-huh. play it on break at work. Yeah, well, I'm gonna break sometimes. Well, I'm guessing I'm actually not bad at it, but that's like the only thing I play anymore because I, I stay so busy. Yeah, plus like doing do, stuff now, doing what you're doing, and plus the five kids and everything like that. Yeah. How old were you when you had your oldest? Uh, let's see. Well, she is 13. So how old was I? 21, maybe. 21. 21, 22, somewhere in there. Yeah. I like that because it's like I relate to that so much. Like people. 
I have to remind myself that like of my age so many times I'm just like oh, what the people have had to tell me that it's my birthday I'm one of those people yeah 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 it, it is weird that I have a teenager now it's really dude how crazy is that it's, like, it's pretty crazy of course she's for a couple of years now she's just she acted like she's older yeah don't like it at all <laughs> oh yeah you know and you as a parent you're not supposed to but you know no it's kind no, of a no, sign no. that you're doing your job right when they have opinions and stuff <sighs> like that yeah i'm like you need to calm down because you're not that old yet so, <laughs> yeah, when you're 18 then i'll kick you out and you can do what you want <laughs> <laughs> no. now, the way i see it is i'll always as long as my child is doing what they're supposed to and doing the right thing and trying in life you know yeah they can always i'll always have a home for them and always try to help them out as much as i can yeah uh, with what i've got but if they're just not that's kind of my philosophy but if they're just intentionally doing the worst things and not trying to help themselves i'm like you're you're on your own you know you you gotta sometimes i'm trying i'll help you but yeah sometimes some of those people need that like little little kick to like kind of like straighten themselves out a couple of kicks yeah, like I moved to Nashville for a couple of years, but like right now I'm living with the parents just because like it's. I don't know if you had to deal with this lately. It's really hard to get a place right now, especially with like the pandemic and everything going on. Man, it's rent is more expensive than buying a home. Yeah, but buying a home is almost a trap too with crap and and uh, like a lot of mortgage companies they change their rates constantly, so you're never paying the same thing every month, which yeah. I really hate. It's kind of ridiculous, and and like my company, not trying to badmouth it, but I haven't gotten a raise in two years. We used to get a cost of living raise. We got bought out by another company. I haven't seen a penny more. And Dude, that uh, sucks. You, know, you do one wrong thing, they remember it all year, and when that time rolls around, they're like, ah, you did this one thing. Sorry, you don't get a raise. I'm like, man, stuff's more and more expensive. Food's more expensive now, and gas is more expensive, which right now it's not too bad, but cost of living has gone up. My bills have gone up. Yeah. But like those are getting worse. I'm getting less and less money. Like what am I? I know, mean, yeah, we're literally seniority doesn't matter anymore. I mean, I've been there almost 14 years and I really, where you're nothing. working. Yeah. I really got nothing to show for it. It's, it's pretty bad. Damn. Like, what do you do? If you don't mind me asking, I make drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, yo, what's your, what's your number again? I want to make sure I got this. <laughs> I'm actually not lying. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I work for a pharmaceutical company. Oh, okay. So technically, okay. I do make drugs. Uh, I make. I work in a department where we make lotions and shampoos and mouthwash. Okay. So, like, I make Act mouthwash, Gold Bond lotion, Icy Hot cream, Asper cream, um, that kind of I, uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, I consider myself a chef. We work a lot of raw materials, put them into a big processor, mix it up, and form that final product. And then we yeah. put them into storage containers, and then send them downstairs. Or to another plant to a packaging line, and they'll package them into bottles that okay. will go out to the stores. So, yeah, that's cool. It was cool when I first started. Getting yeah. a little repetitive now. It's getting a little repetitive. Yeah. Like, dude, like I said, like I was working at Amazon, and the thing that killed me, like, I don't know if you're not allowed to do this, but like, even like, I don't deal with customers all day at Amazon. Just let me have an earpiece in, listening to music or listening to an audio book <laughs> or doing something to just like allow me to grow in information and not just be stuck with my thoughts all day at work. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, are you like, is it more social? Like where you're working than like somewhere like Amazon? I mean, 
we could have anywhere from 10 to just my department's a very small department uh manufacturing uh which we have different plants but whatever but my specific plant there's only like 10 to 20 of us well there's a lot less of us right now covid's affected everything you get sick they send you home for 14 days so we're like running a skeleton crew right now <clears throat> and like i said the company is not what it used to be so people have been quitting a lot yeah but um i mean that's as far as people talk to that's about it you talk yeah. to your partner or whatever whoever's on the floor are you allowed to have earbuds in <clears throat> no yeah nothing like that no jewelry no electronic devices that kind of thing uh and of course that's all to i mean you're working with stuff that people's gonna be putting on their body so you yeah. kind of almost got to treat it as if it's food grade as if you're working with food we yeah. have food grade hoses and materials and we sanitize them and all that too which yeah. I, I get it i understand that uh, so we just get to listen to mixers all day oh, okay and of course we have to have hearing equipment and like uh uh, you know, uh, uh, earbuds or uh, whatever to block out the noise. So. Yeah, actually, <clears throat> at Amazon, I actually snuck it away around it because th there was two ways I would do it. Because I had wireless earphones, I would either wear a bandana in that. You day, could hide them, <laughs> and I would just like have it under my thing. Or like I had these earbuds that I bought that just looked like you know ear protection. They just looked straight up like just like fancy ear protection nice. like you would get. So I would just put those in. Sneaky. And then, like, when people would get complaining because I couldn't hear them over my, my music or my podcast, I'd just be like, uh, what are you trying to say, you know? And they couldn't hear anything. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I got in trouble a couple times there because they caught me with, like, earphones in. They're just like, what do you think you're doing? And I'm like, you know, not trying trying to not be depressed. but Trying to keep sane. Yeah, trying to keep sane and not talk to myself because I was... That's how I knew knew a day was bad when I would just like start having conversations with myself because I was so damn bored, like having fake arguments arguments with myself, and just like you know, just like no, you're a douche, no, you're a douche, just stuff like that. And people would look at me weird, and I'd be like, yeah, I, I deserve that weird look. I know. What do you like? Just put stuff in boxes to package them or something? Or um, I was a picker and. Uh, <clears throat> the place where I was at, like I started out on foot and I was on foot for about a week and then they actually put me on like one of those machines where like you would go in and like it's one of those machines that could hoist you like 60 feet in the air. Oh, and wow. so like I would go out into the mods and pretty much like I would just go to different things at like all points in the day, just like going at different heights and stuff like that. <clears throat> and it was just brutal. Like, like, I worked, I worked 10 hour shifts. Yeah. And it's just brutal being by yourself and literally the only sound you hear is fans and like the beep of your machine. Yeah. We, like there were days where like I had to come do the show when I, I was doing the live show and I would just be like, so all over the place. Cause I literally had not making a sound and I had a thought for like 10 hours and I would have to wake myself up when I got here. Pretty would much. You have the exact same break time times every single day. Mm -hmm. See, that's, that's one good thing I like about my department that doesn't make it so bad. Like if you're working in packaging, you just watching bottles go by all day or, or stacking the boxes on a pallet. It gets super repetitive because every now and again, if, if in the past, if we had been slow, we would go downstairs and work on packaging line if there wasn't anything to do, which doesn't happen often now. It's very rare, but man, I guess repetitive and it's a long day and very strict break times. You take them at the exact same time every day. I can see how that would be like, I wouldn't like it. But uh, in my department, your break times are always different. When you're making a batch, 
you have certain mix times and say if uh, you got a mix time or mixes for 30 minutes, you're not doing anything but watching it. So, and there's always two people making a batch. So one person will go and break during that time, but it's never at the same time every day. Yeah. And different batches have different mix times. So sometimes you have a 30 minute mix time. Sometimes you, uh, you can have a two and a half hour mix time and you can be a little lenient on your breaks or take them at different times. Or if you want to, you can clock out and run somewhere and grab food instead of bring your own lunch. Yeah. So that made it not so bad because uh, it wasn't, the same exact time every day <clears throat> but some days uh every now and again you wouldn't get a break at all it would depend oh, on the batch you're making so boy. which they got a little more strict about that and they were like you got to take your breaks even though they wouldn't actually come and help you take your break but yeah not gonna get into that. oh no dude like i was a butcher and i was a butcher when i was in nashville well i did everything that the other butchers did but i didn't have the cert like i never got butcher certified because yeah. they wouldn't do it <clears throat> pretty much because they would have to pay me more yeah and um but like one day like uh the district manager came in and it was like literally me and two dudes all day because his meat manager and the other meat cutter called out to go hunting yeah and dude knew they called out to go hunting so it was like literally me another dude and some clerks right and it was like the entire day and then he came in there and threatened to fire me and the other meat cutter because we hadn't taken our break yet and that they could get fined and stuff like that and it's just like all right dude but if we go to break you're not gonna have product that's what we're saying it's just like you should should have made you should have made your meat manager man child come in and man do yeah do his do his work for today oh dude i I won't say the place over the line, but I hated them. I worked in a... How familiar are you with Nashville? Uh, just been through there. Yeah. Not really done I much lived, in there. I lived in like the rich part of... I, I lived in Brentwood, and I worked in Brentwood. Oh, okay. So, dude, <clears throat> I'm not saying that every rich person's an idiot, but there were a lot of rich people that would come to my shop that were complete fucking idiots. And so, dude, this is this was not this is like probably I'll say a three times a month question for me. Like someone will walk up to the thing, they'd be like, "Yeah, your New York strip is that beef?" And I'm just like, I just want to fucking take you <laughs> oh by gosh. the head and just. <laughs> <laughs> my last couple. Of this cons- one isn't beef today. And like, I was the only dude. And you made a flesh suit. oh dude yeah that would be great especially for deep clean nights oh my goodness go straight up what's that dude from uh from silence of the lambs uh it puts the lotions on the skin or else it gets the hose again would you fuck me i'd fuck me wait that wasn't no that was uh style silence of the lambs no i thought that was uh joe dirt no, that that was parroting. Oh, that was that was par- yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I watched Joe Dirt a lot more than the other one, so <laughs> that's what I remember is jo- the Joe Dirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I don't remember. But yeah, dude, literally, dude, <clears throat> the entire movie is like killing we- females so he can make himself a female skin to like crawl into. Very weird movie to people out there who hadn't seen it. Sorry I spoiled a movie that came out 25 years ago. But How dare you. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Dude, with some of these people that, like, I remember, like, one of like, a bit that I'm still working out right now, pretty much. It's just, like, how those fucking people piss me off so bad, the spoiler people. Yeah. Especially with shit that's been out for years. 
and it's just like uh i always like imagine like it'd be really funny to go into like a church service one day and he'd be like and the lord died for our sins and some dude would be like yo i haven't fucking gotten there yet oh my gosh that's terrible <laughs> there's something like that i'm trying to write out with that but i'm just like i gotta be really careful and how i transition to that and what i add into that i don't know they might be more offended by the f word than the <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> saying that in a church it- might not go over very well Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I've been on the church scene. We could be very terrible and just, you know, talk about something recent like the Mandalorian and spoil spoil the first episode of that. All right. I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to get Mark's house burned down or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Rioters out there. It's just like give the people two weeks. That's what I say. If something hasn't been out been out for two weeks yet, don't talk about it to people. But if it's been like a year, like if someone were to come up to me and like get mad, mad at me because me and my friends are having just a conversation about Endgame randomly and they get mad because they hadn't seen Endgame, I'm going to tell you go fuck yourself. You know? The, uh, have you been watching The Mandalorian though? Did you watch the first I watched episode? the first episode, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No such thing as uh, what it what is. It was good. Gotta there's no it. such thing as an empty sarlacc pit unless something eats the sarlacc. Like, Which is uh, not technically a spoiler. Uh, it's just a line. Yeah. But, uh, the uh, I'm very glad they only re- released an episode at a time though because I would have binge watched the entire season if the whole season came out. Uh, dude, I'm almost one of those people. Like, uh, do you watch do you watch HBO shows at all? Uh, no, no, but I, I kind of wish I had it because Brianna and I were actually in a scene in the Lovecraft Country. What? Yeah. That's like my new favorite show. What scene? What scene? I don't know. They didn't tell me. Oh, I, my God. I can describe the scene. Like, I know it was in a bar that was set in maybe France or whatever. It was a bar scene, and uh, I can't remember the, the, the actress's name, but it was following her through the whole thing, and me and Brianna were a couple sitting on a bench, and the camera came like right up to us i cannot remember uh they didn't tell me what episode usually i try to ask but uh um, yeah the stage all i know is we filmed on a stage inside of a high school down in atlanta for the scene and uh there were nice prop stairs that went up both directions and there was a bar in the back that was it was in a bar so i don't know if that helps out have you seen all the episodes i already? haven't seen all of them and like my subscription ran out like recently but so I thought about just doing a trial so I could just binge watch the whole thing and try to find us in there because uh, if I knew what episode maybe dude, I could like screen record it or something Lovecraft Country is so fucking good I've seen I've seen people talk about it and people are just going nuts over because there's so much crap that goes on in it and oh. by the way I had no idea it was about what it was about when we filmed it I, I saw the trailer for it when the trailer finally came out and they were like there was a monster I'm like what the heck? I didn't even know the show was no, about. No, there this. are monsters. That's yeah, I, the thing. I know, I know. Yeah, and uh, uh, what the heck? I've got I to about. I got to about like episode five, and pretty much like that episode is like it, <clears throat> like you know. Do you know like kind of like the concept? Like it's like mostly like a little bit like an yeah. African American cast. Yeah, pretty much, and it's like right after. I want. I want to say it's like. 53 54 yeah, i think it's set in the 50s but, yeah but i also heard there's time travel i haven't gotten there yet well i mean that's just something i i read but i like, uh, i don't know if that spoils anything but I, I like i haven't seen any of it but i yeah. don't i don't know but uh i was like what the heck it, and like, then monsters too i'm like what the heck and it's like, like it's even crazier than stranger things it's apparently. actually it's actually like lovecraftian <clears throat> monsters and stuff yeah. like that it feels it feels like 
because you know Lovecraft Country. That's like an actual. That was like an actual part of like the country, pretty much, for like sundown towns and stuff like that. I don't know if you know what a sundown town is. Well, I mean, it's based on all the H.P. Lovecraft's books and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like the monsters and stuff, but like Lovecraft Country, like in the U.S., those were like the more racial, racist parts of the states when stuff like prohibition. Like had yeah, had, I do know a lot of that takes place in the storyline of the of the series as well. But yeah, they actually like drive through like a sundown county. Do you do you do you know what it means when I say sundown? Let's pretend I don't. All right. So basically, back in the fifties, if me and you say we we're African American and we would drive through either a sundown town or a sundown <clears throat> county, and like we were there. Once the sun went down, it would be the it would be the police officer's duty to lynch you. So it was a curfew, pretty much. Yeah, like do not be in our town, or you're gonna get lynched. <clears throat> and they go heavily into that, like the racial like yeah. discourse and everything like that. Which it's a great time to make a show like that, but also the show, like sometimes, like when when shows do this and movies do that like they try to pander to an audience it feels very forced and almost like you feel like a little insulted yeah. I don't know like especially like with the pro woman things like the the infinity war and Endgame scene she's not alone scenes those scenes didn't make any sense to me but also I still thought it was cool I thought it was, that was cool awesome scene. I thought it was cool but I was just like uh, you know a little bit a little bit part of me was, but almost like maybe they they had to make it that way just to yeah. cater to yeah I I I get that a little bit yeah I still think the scene was cool but I do feel like some some of the movies and the shows are made it's almost like they're either told or they feel like they have to do this or they're going to offend somebody or something like that I don't know and then some shows they just don't give a crap but <laughs> oh, but do Lovecraft Country it's just. Like you relate to the characters that like you're not that they're not trying to make you relate to and everything like that. Like you can relate to the main character, even though he's a black dude in the fifties and yeah. everything. He's very human in the way that he approaches things and the female too. But the last episode I watched, it it was it was pretty much about the main female sister, and she, this dude starts talking to him and pretty much like starts giving her potions to where like for certain amount of hours she can like live her life as a white woman oh. during the 50s it's interesting and like she like actually like sheds her skin and stuff like when she does that like it's very but that was also interesting it's very graphic and yeah. i i won't ruin it for you what she does to somebody doing that let's just say that this dude went to a psychiatric ward and like never left the psychiatric ward <laughs> after she was done with him uh but yeah, so like it follows good. stuff like that, and then like you'll have like those zombie creatures from like Lovecraft, where they're, they're like the moles, and if they bite a human, they'll turn into one of them. They have they have those. I'm not well versed in Lovecraftian like yeah. lore and stuff like that, but everything they've done so far, it's been fucking fantastic. That show is really good. Anyone who hasn't watched Lovecraft Country yet, watch that. I think there's a. Either a character or the actress's name is something ingenue. I can't remember if it's a character or the actress's, actress's actual name. I want to say she was the woman that the camera followed in the scene that we were in. Okay. Um, White or black? Uh, it's a black lady, but I can't remember 
um, and she didn't have dialogue, but she was going through, taking a drink from some of the waitresses in there. And then um, they had me with a like an herbal cigarette or whatever. And she took that from my hand and took a puff of it and handed it back. And me and Brianna were like right there in the camera. So I'm hoping you can actually see us when I like blur it out. <laughs> Um, or you can recognize us, so that would be cool footage to have. And oh, dude, then, uh, I want I want instance of, of like my eyes when I just realized that you guys are in Lovecraft Country. Like, oh, uh, that's so cool. Yeah, I was in a suit and my hair was looks wet. They <laughs> when they when we were doing the makeup, they had a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, mirrors all lined up down a row, a bunch of uh, sections or whatever, and they would call people up to do makeup or whatever. So they I got fitted for a suit, got the suit, and. Uh, the guy that was doing my hair, he had this huge jar of gel and he took the comb and just <laughs> stuck the whole comb and brought this big old glob of gel just on my hair. I was like, ah, oh! like, there was so much gel in my hair. It's Not like, a hair was out of place. Just <laughs> my hair looked sopping wet, you know, like that forties or fifties style. Yeah. Like just, and I was, it felt gross because it's like, like dripping like, off of me. He had to like wipe it off my neck. It was so much. I was like, you're about to go, look like you're about to go beat up the jocks. Cause you know, you, you were yeah. a greaser. It was, it was, yeah. It was a greaser. It was greasy. All right. It felt like it, it was cold. I was like, but uh, like that was the, that was the one thing I remember too was that cold, greasy gel just slopping it on my on my hair. But uh, yeah, definitely slicked back. But uh, but yeah, that was funny. So how was work? You see the slick hair. That how long me. were you on the set of Lovecraft Country, and how was that? We only did one day of it of filming, and that was one of the first things Brian and I did. That was one of the first background stuff, things I did too last year, and uh, I want to say it was around spring summertime or whatever so um we were just did the one day and i think we were only on set for maybe like eight to ten hours or something like that mm -hmm. uh pretty decent pay did I you guess. talk to any uh, other cast or anything like that no i mean i didn't really recognize anyone um even yeah. the lady that was on there i didn't really recognize her until later i was looking up the cast of lovecraft um because i don't know what else she's done um, I do remember one actress though. I still have no idea who she is. Is some white girl, a little younger than me. Um, they were having all the extras come outside to take photos. The, um, a lot of the background act actors and actresses, if they bring you back, they want to dress you and make you look the part like you did before, just in case they got to reshoot a scene. Yeah. Continuity is very important. Yeah, once you look exactly the same. So yeah. most of the time, they're always taking photos. So have you, like, they had us all lined up, like, like everybody in the bar scene come out here. We all lined up shoulder to shoulder. And they took a few photos and then had us turn around and take more photos, you know, to make sure the makeup, the hair, and the wardrobe is exactly the same for yeah. that same person. Yeah. And uh, so we were, they were having us all come outside um, where the crafty table was, where they got the snacks and stuff. And uh, there was one actress coming through, and one of the PAs, I guess, didn't know who she was and, and was like, come this way. We're going over here for photos. And, and this actress was like, I am not an extra. Like almost like this, she didn't snap her finger, but it was almost like that, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Got angry at that person. Like I'm no extra. And then like stormed off over to the snack table. And I was just like, oh, shit. well, my first response was, you're not going to get very far doing that. Like, that's no way to, I don't care who you are, or what role you've got. Yeah. Which by the way, in the I still don't know who this actress is and I haven't seen her in the cast list yet either. I can't remember what she looked like. All I know is she was some, Girl, I can't remember if she's blonde or brunette, but anyway, I have a terrible memory, by the way. Oh, yeah, me too. I always Don't say worry. call me Dory because I got short-term memory loss, but anyway, she uh, 
just that attitude. I remembered that, and I was like, I don't think you, you're not gonna go very far treating people like that. I'm like that's so mean. Why would you? Why would you even react that way? And I was like, I wonder who she is. Like, she's the main person in the scene. We got out there, and she was just some girl standing over by the par- by the bar. Didn't have one line of dialogue the whole time we were up there. And I'm like, Psh, you know what? Important. You're an extra. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you must You're have an, an agent, and maybe you got this. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Maybe if she had another scene with a line, I don't know. But I'm just like. <laughs> You're not important in this scene. Like, like why even why you act like, like you that? are? Like, yeah. like, they're way nicer A-list famous actors than you are, surely. So, I don't know. <laughs> Have but that's met- the one thing I remember is her being so rude to that person. Have you met any A-listers? I got to meet Luke Wilson. The okay. very, very first thing I ever got to do, I got to be on the set of Stargirl. When they okay. first started filming, I got to be the Crimson Avenger. So, in one episode, they show a photo of the... Um, not the Justice Society of America, but the ones before them in the comic books, the uh, uh, the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Okay. And, and so, and the Crimson Avenger was one of the Seven Soldiers of Victory or whatever. And you can actually see me in the top left-hand corner on the episode when they pull out a, when Luke pulls out a photo and he says, there's a Crimson Avenger or whatever. He's showing, uh, what's her face? It's play Stargirl. Yeah. And uh, so he did the photo with us and, um, super nice guy like one of the nicest people i've ever met he was all it was a little warm in the warehouse he was like y'all got water and, you know can you get these people some water like he was making sure we had water and everything and shaking hands with everybody real nice guy so yeah, i got nice. to meet luke wilson on stargirl and then i got to meet i got to be a paramedic on a movie called freaky friday and i got to meet vince vaughn i actually got to chat with vince vaughn you're in the movie freaky friday yeah i'm a paramedic on no, Freaky Friday, yeah, the new one that's coming out. The trailer. Have you seen the trailer? Just came out. Oh, okay, I thought you were like talking about like the Freaky. No, Friday. Not okay, the old, no, okay, that is okay, okay. Okay, okay. my time. You this, about, my this, head was about to do this shit. Like, I want to say this one's called Freaky Friday. Uh, it might be slightly different name, um, but basically the storyline is uh, it starts Vince Vaughn and um, I forget the girl's name, but they switch bodies or whatever, mm-hmm. and he goes on a killing spree mm-hmm. as the girl in high oh, school. Oh, okay, yeah, I know so, what you're talking about. Yeah, now. the trailer just came out maybe last month or something, but um, so I got to meet Vince Vaughn and chat with him because while we were waiting on the scene, it was raining that night a lot too. The warehouse we were in was like flooding. They were having to move equipment and everything, which is always a struggle when you're on set too. This was an old warehouse. <laughs> it was crazy. All the flooding that was everywhere we were they were having to squeegee stuff out just keep them getting on the electrical equipment but um me and this other guy got to be picked to be paramedics the other guy was an actual paramedic so he was teaching me how to work the gurney and everything and we were having problems with it because it was cold um the gurney was hydraulic right okay press a switch it goes up you know you push it down then up real quick well what happens to hydraulic stuff when it gets cold shrinks i'm guessing it doesn't shrink. It just gets tougher to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it gets thicker. The um, the fluid that's in there gets a little thicker when it's cold. Okay. Which I think it was was what what it was. I'm not entirely certain. But either way, the colder it got, the harder it was to pull up on that gurney. See, he was on the front holding the front end, and he would release the switch or press the switch. I was the one lifting the wheels and legs up. Well, it got harder and harder to do that. And Vince Vaughn's... Um, stand in his body double we practiced several times with him and that was fine which by the way his double was maybe about six six one maybe about your height and skinny he fit on the gurney on the on the gurney that was on there uh really 
I don't think this is really giving any way, thing away of the movie. It might be. I don't know. But uh, <clears throat> when Vince finally came out, his feet and his head was hanging off the side of the gurney. He's a lot taller than his standing <laughs> double. It was very hard to lift him up yeah. into the. He was. And I'm not saying he's heavy. He was just bigger than he's his standing. He's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. And the hydraulics. It was just so hard. It took us a couple takes. The director is getting a little impatient with us. And before we started too, he came over there and talked to us. He was like don't drop my actor. <laughs> like I was terrified. I was like, Oh my gosh, what if we flip Vince over? Like, am I going to get sued? Like, like am I never going to be able to act again? Like I was let me terrified. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, like I was, and, and there was one point where I was trying so hard to lift it up as fast as I could. It tipped just a little bit. And we were like, like <laughs> Oh my gosh. And Vince winced a little bit too. And I was like, Oh my, please don't let me drop him. <laughs> like I'm never going to get a gig and ever again in my entire life. Please just don't let me drop Vince but right now. Vince also super nice guy. You know, he was chatting up with us and everything while he was just laying there waiting. And, and, um, you know, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I was trying to say. That one girl that once said, yeah, there's no need to be like that. Yeah. yeah. Why well, be like that? When I've met A-listers that are, you know, they're so nice and everything and, you know, they're real nice to everybody, but it, I would love to meet more people too. Um, the only other person, well, let's see, I didn't meet him, but I saw him was Norman Reedus. I got to be in Zombie on The Walking Dead, and I got to be up front, and you can barely see, how they, they give you masks that they buy from California, really awesome masks, and basically they have the eyeballs, but they have these little slits, sorry, on the top of them, right underneath the eyebrow, so when the camera's on, you can't see these slits, but that's what you see through, but yeah. you can't see very well, and uh, I remember I got in trouble because... They got on to me for not walking right. They said, because uh, I looked down once because I tripped over a rock this big, bigger than the size of my fist, and I about fell. So I looked down as I tripped over this rock. And uh, after that one take, the director come up to me and he was like, he was like, yeah, you need to look forward and kind of, you know, move this way. He was like, he was like, they, you know, the zombies don't look down. That's not how they act or whatever. I was like, sorry about that. There's this huge rock that I tripped over or whatever. He was like, that's fine. Just do, you know, make sure you do this next time. So I went over there and took that rock and chunked it in the woods because I was <laughs> mad at the rock. And man, out of all these people out here, he singled me out. And I was like, oh, I felt terrible for messing up that one. But yeah. thankfully, they didn't do that take anyway. By the way, I watched that episode that I was in, and uh, you can't tell who anybody is. Like, at yeah. All. I was like, because I remember what I was wearing and what mask I had, and I was like, everything was so blurry. I'm like, yeah, there's no way to do I was tell. actually supposed to do that once. I was supposed to be a zombie for um, Walking Dead because uh, my one of my mom's friends does like extra work, and they were like, yeah, she was just uh, her and the kids were gonna go down and be zombies one day. They know that you like the show. It's fun. And it's I was like it's... I can't get off work, but I want to do that so yeah. bad. I did our this one was an all night shoot. My yeah. call time was six p.m. And I, I think uh, when the when we wrapped, the sun was coming up. Oof. So, but but all lighter. But we got paid time and a half for those extra few hours after like the either the eighth or tenth hour. It was time and a half. I got decent pay for that. The only thing was from up here in Chattanooga down to Sonoya, Georgia. It's a bit of a drive. Like it's three and a half hour yeah. drive. I think that's the only thing I didn't like about it. Like I always try to. Also driving to Sonoya, it's not it's not that fun of a drive. No, not yeah. really. No, I mean you take uh you take the highway goes around Atlanta, but yeah, it I mean it wasn't that bad. Um it wasn't that boring of a drive. It was just a little bit longer. I always try to plan you know, I did 
the pay versus the travel time and what you spend in gas, like, is it really worth it? And yeah. I did that because I wanted to at least say I did it. Yeah. You know, I usually try not to do when I used to do extra work, I didn't want to do anything. I was in big groups because I wanted to be seen. Yeah. So anything that required big groups or like party scenes or even the zombie stuff, like I don't do because I want to be seen. I want to be yeah, like you maybe want... the only person in the scene, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I did it because I could say, hey, I was a I was zombie. Walk walk did, yeah. yeah. Just, just to say I did it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And not to, not to say anything bad about them, but that was actually the worst food I ever had. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't believe it, but all, all the extra stuff, they feed you really nice food. Like, oh, really? Lovecraft Country was the best, actually. Lovecraft Country, we had like steaks and grilled chicken and salad, all kinds of different salads, and the desserts were amazing. Like the food they catered for that was awesome. They had hot dogs at the Walking Dead one, I think, <laughs> and they were horrible. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say anything bad about them, but I was like, man, that's the worst food I've ever had. But I think they did it because it's such a large group. Yeah, the hot dogs are easier. The funding they had, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd never done anything with a group that big. That's probably why the food was so bad. It's the smaller group stuff. They probably have better food. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> the coolest thing about the Walking Dead, though, um, the huge tent that we were in, they would they had all of us sitting at tables. And we had to keep up with our masks and everything. And, and you know, they're really st- strict about cell phone uses too. Like they catch you taking a picture, you're kicked out. Yeah. Like they want, they're really strict about that. And you sign a contract too. And they're like, we can sue you if you post this on social media, basically. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so like I made sure not to post anything about like what I was doing. I was saying something about, uh, I, I was very vague. I was excited that I got to be on it. So I was like, I got to be a, certain undead person on a popular TV show. So I didn't say what it was, but uh, that was pretty much how I said it or whatever. But everybody knew, you know, but not enough to where I like, I get sued or something, hopefully. But anyways, I don't know. I don't really know. But, and I got to see the hilltop. Like that's, that's the set that we were on out in the woods. Looks nothing like it does on TV. Like it looked completely different, but it was cool to see that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, where I saw Norman Reedus, I didn't know he was there. I didn't know he was there in the scene. And and we're walking up to the thing, and there's a fence with spikes out, and we're just sitting there, and they're like cut, so we're just leaning against the fence. All of a sudden, I see Norman walk by, and I'm like, oh, "That's freaking Norman Reedus! Like, I didn't know he was here. That's amazing!" You know, yeah. and I was like, "I didn't actually get to meet him, yeah. but it was cool to see him like ten feet from me." My favorite thing that Norman Reedus has ever did, like he, he literally shows up. It's like some romantic comedy movie. I was watching with some chick that I was trying to date at some point and like, we're watching it and he shows up and he's just like uh, he plays like a truck driver who may or may not be like it doesn't even say in the movie but it's just like he may or may not be a pedophile because they're just like making jokes what about, movie was this? it was like some romantic comedy that like, had like a dude oh, I've seen it. <clears throat> it had a dude and his wife and a kid at one point, they're in a restaurant. They're making fun of Norman Reedus's character because he's truck for. And they're talking about how, how like most trucker are pedophiles, which I had never heard that until <clears throat> until watching that movie. But um, and apparently, like he like has like all these like like. And when you look at his truck, like he has like all these kid toys and stuff up oh, there. Oh my goodness! And one of their daughters, <clears throat> like like the daughter or something, like drops like the toy that they're at a restaurant. So Norman Reedus like literally follows them. Like he 
grabs a toy and sees that they're driving off and literally just gets in his 18 wheelers like follows them for like miles oh, and miles <laughs> and miles in the movie he's just like dude he's gonna kill us he's gonna kill us and like he was just like hey your kid dropped this and like they look up and he's like oh nice toys in the truck you got you got any kids I ain't got no kids <laughs> and like just walks back to the truck and I was just like I love this man just because uh, they you just have to imagine how that phone conversation went with his manager just like yeah we really want Norm, Norman Reedus to be in this movie for all of like maybe 15 minutes oh my goodness imagine being the people though they're like terrified then they're like oh he bought the toy back and then he says that and then you're like oh, I'm terrified again <laughs> yeah I'm terrified again okay you can go back to your okay we're gone yeah I've also heard Norman Reedus is a really cool guy in real life I know you said you didn't get to talk to him or anything yeah I think I think I've heard that too yeah, I think I've heard that too. Which, uh, which didn't he open a restaurant up here in Chattanooga? Nick and Norman's isn't that his restaurant? I think so. <laughs> it I opened up at the Choo Choo. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't want to be quoted on that, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, that's his restaurant. I remember hearing about it, and I think that was his. Uh, yeah, he brought it up here. I think he opened one in Sonoya down there where they filmed The Walking Dead, and then I think he opened one up here too, which was which is cool. Yeah, which I heard that they were going to open up a restaurant um, from. Uh, uh oh my gosh what's what's the guy's name my brain start stop stop working right now it's getting later i guess uh the off of that 70 show ashton kutcher ashton kutcher yeah yeah his restaurant's called ketchup i think i don't know if he ever opened any but i heard he was opening up a restaurant chain called and the name of it was called ketchup and i could have sworn he was going to have one open in chattanooga but i don't think I may be wrong about that, huh. or maybe maybe nearby. I can't remember, but I know they opened up uh, Blaze's Pizza in Nashville one time when I was living in Nashville, and that was so. Have you ever been to Blaze's Pizza? No. Like it's like kind of like a Subway type deal where like you know you go in and you like put your own cheeses on and like your meats and veggies, yeah. and they like put it in a brick oven for you. They've got those here too. The um, that you do the same thing. It's like a subway. Oh. You're going to pick your own thing. Uh, they've got one in Fort O, and they got one up near Hamilton Place. They have one in Fort O. Where is it in Fort O? Next to that new area where, um, what's the new supermarket up there, almost past the first hill? Uh, Walmart? It's up past Walmart on the left. Uh, is it Publix? The new Publix? Oh, yeah, the new Publix. New Publix yeah. and Great Clips. There's one on the end. Uh, it's called uh, something pie. What is uh, it called? Oh, I forget the name of it. But uh, yeah, and um, I remember that being so good. I remember if you ever are in Nashville and you're there between between the hours of twelve thirty and two uh, thirty, go to a place called uh, Gabby's. That to me is like the best hamburger that I've ever had from just like a burger joint. Yeah, like that, that was literally me and my roommate's favorite place to go. Like. My roommate at the time, that was our favorite place to go. Like, whenever it was like, hey, man, we'll grab something to eat. Gabby's, you know. It's called Your Pie. Your Pie, okay. Your pie, yeah. yeah, okay. It's the same thing. You go in, you pick your crust, your cheese, your sauce, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, pretty good, too. Oh, dude, it's great. And also, like, they just opened up Del Taco in Porto. Like, that's yeah. been my new addiction. The place is still getting, it's still packed. Yeah. I just love the fact that I can get fries with my burritos and stuff like that i always thought it was a little cheap to taco bell just never had anything but just like doritos they didn't they do cheese fries there for a little a while? little bit and yeah. the world went crazy with it then they got rid of it why yeah. do you do that taco bell they always come out with something good they get rid of it. it's like they do that like purpose. uh they had these chicken burritos and like they had them for like the longest time because that that's 
all I, I would eat from Taco Bell when I was a child was like these chicken burritos. They weren't even like big or anything. They just had chicken, rice, and cheese, and that's what I wanted. So, but they got rid of those after a while. And I'm just like, you sons of bitches! You literally took away the only thing on the menu that I like. Was it Frito burritos they had for a while and they took away? Oh yeah, dude, Frito burritos. I love those, and then they just got rid of them completely. I think, or they. I remember when uh, they or they come out with stuff. It'd be super cheap, and then they up the price like two bucks. You're like, man, it's not cheap anymore. McDonald's pissed me off in the last year because like I don't even eat at McDonald's like that much anymore. But whenever I ate there, I ate the. I always got the buttermilk chicken fingers and they're not on the menu anymore because something to do with Corona, like did something with their supply or something like that. But yeah, they limited it like all, like half of the menu that was at McDonald's is no longer at McDonald's. Not surprising. Yeah. It's like everywhere. It's just like, I just want my buttermilk chicken tendies, please just bring those back and I'll be happy. Oh, Chick-fil-A nuggets with uh Buffalo sauce. Oh, dude. Every time one of my friends just like, oh, you bought from Chick-fil-A? That's gross. I'm just like, look, I feel like a shitty person, but their chicken's good. All right. Their chicken's good. Yeah. I still Sometimes I have too. a hankering just for... Uh, if you want good chicken wings that's very reasonably priced, heavenly flavored wings on Brand Road. Heavenly flavored wings. I've actually been thinking about giving that place a try. They dude. are really good. I just get the, uh, I just get the medium... And like they're not even that hot, but like the flavor is crazy. Like I want to buy just a bottle of that sauce. Like it's I just get the, oh, like dude, the I'm a, and it's, I'm a hot sauce guy. Like I like yeah. my I like food like really hot. Like I'm the guy that when I go to a Thai restaurant and they're like, "What level do you want your spice?" I say ten. Like every unless unless I don't know if I'm gonna be home within the next thirty minutes, <laughs> you know, or you're gonna stay there near yeah, the, the bathroom. I'm just gonna stay there, like you no know, order a couple of drinks at the bar, just like uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, so um, it's getting pretty late. You have to, don't you have to work tomorrow? I just had that back surgery. I'm all for it. Oh yeah, that's oh right. We were, uh, we did we we did need to talk about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah it hasn't, even been, it hasn't even been. Yeah, I, that's the reason I'm not drinking tonight. That's right. I had sciatica real bad. Uh, yeah. started started probably about two everyone, or three years ago. For everyone that would listen to this, what what is sciatica? You've already told me, but this is for the listeners. Basically, it's when uh, the the cartilage between, you know, you've got your spine and you've got the bones of your spine. You've got that little piece of cartilage slash fatty material, squishy stuff. Looks like, I mean, it's tougher than jello, but basically cartilage with squishy stuff on the outside. You know, those are the discs between all of your spine, all the bones in your spine or whatever. Well, I either pulled something or when I lifted or it just grew out or whatever, part of that jelly around the outer edge of those discs protruded out and pinched nerve endings Oof. on my left side. Um, so it come out, it come out just a, just a little tiny bit and pinched those nerve endings and it shot pain, which it was started in, at the bottom of the left side of my back, but the pain shot all the way through my leg down to my ankle. That's where the main pain was, even though it started up there. So pinching those nerve endings, those are the ones that went all the way down to my foot. And some, to some days, it would just be excruciating pain. And the only thing I could do with it was take anti-inflammatories, which would make the inflammation go down, but just a tiny bit, and stretch. 
that's all I could do for it. Yeah. For the longest time, I went to different doctors, and they'd give me x-rays. Well, x-rays won't show that jelly poking out. Yeah. Eventually, I went to a doctor that Brianna recommended, thank goodness. She has a really good doctor. And she was like, let's get an MRI. And I'm like, thank you so much, because no one would give me an MRI. So finally got an MRI of just you know, the midsection there. And... <clears throat> And sure enough, where that jelly was, it came out, and like one side had like this much space that was normal, and the other side it was like no space at all. You could see where it was like, yeah, squishing those, skin. yeah, those uh, nerves Ooh. or whatever. And I was like, yep, that's what's doing it. So they went in. It's a very non-invasive surgery. Everyone says you shouldn't have back surgery when you're so young because it can affect you the rest of your life, but. The one they that you're supposed to be warned about is the one where they like fuse bones together when you don't have any of that cartilage left. Those are the surgeries that have a high risk that could hurt you the rest of your life. I didn't have that. What they did was they just they made a slit about inch inch and a half. Um, you know, like I said, very non-invasive. They went out, cut that extra jelly, and sucked it out through a straw, and basically that freed up some space where it wasn't pinching the nerves anymore. And I, I walked out of there the same day. Like the, I went in at uh, uh, what five a.m. and I was out of there by one or two. I mean, or whatever. Yeah, you were at Vendor Day, and that was like what, like three or four days after your surgery. Yeah, I had on Thursday, and then Vendor Day was that Sunday. So, yeah. yeah, I was a little wobbly walking around, and, and it had a little bit of pain. But I mean, like that day, I walked out of there, and I didn't even take my pain medication yeah i could see i could see like a few days i you know? could like visibly see your frustration when you were at vendor day because like nobody would let you do shit yeah like, I, I know i wanted to help but i was also afraid because they were like don't lift over 20 pounds i was like last thing i want to do is yeah. lift and like pull something and like that would like literally like yeah. i saw people like taking away just like you know things that were just like a couple ounces just like I no know. no no and, like, man i know i felt helpless but. oh no dude it was great it was great having you guys. it was great that we got to do that yeah know? i think we were all just hangering just to do something in the public eye well i think i think the highlight for me was proposing to brianna as prince eric oh yeah i think oh, wait i think everybody else enjoyed that too oh <clears throat> See, did so you get bad. to watch that? I did not get to watch that. Oh, okay, but I I already knew about it. I thought, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was something. It was something we planned to do. As oh. we did okay. it, we did it in character. Okay, so she she already knew about it. But for yeah. the for the viewers to oh, put on the show, great. that was I great. think every all yeah. the people that came. Really I did not enjoyed get that. to see that. Yeah, I bet that was really adorable. Yeah. Uh, I, remember, like, I remember looking over at you guys sometimes, like, aww. <laughs> Aww. But yeah, we yeah, I went and got in costume. I dressed up as yeah. Prince Eric and she was Ariel. So we went up at, at the cosplay contest as participants, but not really. Yeah, because that's what you guys came as at the movie event, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get you were Prince Eric and she was Ariel. I think uh I think one of them. Uh one night I'm talking was, about the one where it was just me and you, it was around last December that we did it. I want to uh, say it was for the, no. She was Elsa. Yeah, she was Elsa, and I got into the Olaf costume a few yeah, times. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. That's right. And then uh, one of the other events, I think I came as Nightwing. Yeah, that was. Yep. I was there for that one. Too. I don't know if I did Eric for one of those one of the movie events. I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, I don't think you did Eric. I think I was just myth confusing. Uh, yeah, Brianna like being Elsa. It, it feels like it's been and so kids, long because the kids were going. Uh, all the kids. 
that was like a war zone. I don't know if you remember, like, especially for like the early showings, like the kids like wanting to get their picture with Brianna when she was Elsa. Yeah, um, everybody. I mean, they loved it though. Yeah, and and Olaf, they loved Olaf. Oh, dude, I loved it, and I was just like, yeah, I ran this shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's been really fun, and uh, dude, I just. I don't want like I do want to do theater events, but I just want to see a movie in a fucking theater. When was the last movie you saw in theaters? I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, I mean, even Chatooine, we used to do events at the same theater, and that was back before they got bought out by AMC when it used to be called the Rave. Yeah, and uh, back I then I worked for the Rave when it was the Rave. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, if if you remember us being there, we would dress up a costume for the movies to come out. Like if a uh, Superman or Batman came out, we would do DC costumes or whatever. You totally saw me at one point then, and we just might have. Yeah, if Star Wars movie came out, we came in all light, you know, with lightsabers blazing, and then we had when Darth Vader there, and R two and all that. I worked there for a couple months, <clears throat> and like the craziest weekend that we had is when Deathly Hollows Part Two came out. Oh, Harry really? Potter. Yeah. Oh, Harry Potter. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. That was like the last Harry Potter movie. That weekend was fucking nuts, my dude. Well, people have been waiting for that for forever. So, but weirdly enough, did not have to kick any people out before it came in that movie. It was other movies. I shit you not. Opening weekend of Cars two, I had to kick two people out for fucking during the movie. Oh my goodness. And with like kids around and shit like that. And the reason why I had to do it was because I was the only male on staff. Oh my goodness. And I'm just like awkward. I hear that too, and I'm like, yeah, what, "What the hell is happening?" I don't know what that is. It's not on your phone, is it? It's no, like someone's talking. <laughs> is, is Chucky's bride hiding back there? <laughs> oh, dude! If I get knife murdered, you know, <laughs> now I'm running. I mean, yeah, you're, no, please. No, you're bait. I'm going to leave you behind. This is freaking me out. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. What, what is it I saying? I think it's saying, now that I'm closer to it, I think it's saying, please change battery. Oh, goodness. It's got to be these walkie-talkies over here. That's what it's got to oh. Oh, I hear it now. Battery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, some sort like, of Jesus. crazy murder doll. <laughs> Dude, like weird shit has happened up here before. Like you know, like one time when uh Lee, the guy guy who used to help Mark run it, what was still a part of us before he had to step down. Yeah. We were up here just like watching. I was actually we were actually watching Scream because uh, I had never seen Scream before that night. Man. And so. Uh, we're like sitting here and we're just like watching this movie and all of a sudden we both just like look toward that door and a red balloon just like floats up <laughs> and just comes into the room <laughs> and I'm just like you two are fucking with me right like I don't know how you did that that was really cool but oh, you could have been watching it that would have been hilarious did I actually have a thing with it my uh when I was two years old I watched the original it with my mom and every time that I would start acting up in public, she would tell me to straighten up or the clown was going to come get me. Oh, and it worked it like a goddamn charm. To this day, really can't be around clowns. Like My oldest daughter, not a fan of clowns, so obviously I torture her every time I see one. 
not too excessively, but still, I'm like, hey, look over there. And she's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, my parent, my my family are straight up pricks about it. Like, I'm, to this day, I'm still scared of clowns, and it's mo- mostly just because like my family won't let me get over it. No, like, they really just like won't. Like, uh, <laughs> whenever I go visit my uncles, like sometime, like my uncles to like wake me up. Like where I sleep at their house, it's like right next to a window, so like my head is like pretty much like right here. The window is like right here, and they'll just be in clown, both being clown makeup, and they'll oh, just be outside gosh. the window for. At one time, my mom was just like, "Dude, they've been they've been out there wait, waiting for hours for you to wake up. Like, this is getting a little ridiculous." And I'm just like, "I'm like, dude, I'm like, their patience knows no bounds, and they're being assholes. That's like, it's hilarious. beautiful." Also, he was the one uncle. Like, I nearly had to go to the hospital because uh, Carolina Reapers weren't around yet, but it was like a pepper that made the Carolina people reaper but like my uncle was growing those and i'm from louisiana and arkansas so like your uncle's favorite game playing playing was used like hey eat this and i'll just hand you random pepper oh man and i stuck half it in my mouth and i was just like and i took it and like the heat after the heat was done like i was like oh that's funny i couldn't taste shit for three days (laughs) everything i drank tasted like water everything i ate tasted like cardboard like, it didn't matter what it was, like, either. Like, chocolate cake, cardboard. Probably literally burned your uh, taste buds. Yeah, and so, like, finally, fourth day, like, I started getting a little bit back, but my mom was so fucking angry at my uncle's. Is the... Which one is stronger? Is it the ghost pepper or the reaper? I'm pretty sure the reaper is the... Because it was the... Ghost pepper was the hottest. It must be right the, behind it then. Yeah. yeah. We, when Ghost Peppers came out at work a couple years back or whenever, uh, somebody had gone to Hawaii on a trip and brought them back with them because, like, that's where they were mostly at the time. Yeah. So he brought them back and decided to, uh, everybody decided to do this Ghost Pepper thing. They're like, they cut off a sliver and they're like, you got to chew it for 30 seconds. And then if you want to spit it out or swallow it or whatever, it didn't matter if you spit it out. If you swallowed your saliva that was in your mouth, it would burn all the way down. It didn't have to be that sliver of pepper. You oh, could spit dude. it out, but as soon as you swallowed the saliva that's in your mouth, you could feel it all the way down. And then uh, two hours in the bathroom, you could feel it coming all the way. Yeah, like <laughs> it was so you're on fire on both ends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it was bad. There was one kid that was working with the time. He's not there anymore, but he was like choking on it, and he was spitting in the sink. Uh, he got a apparently a big sliver of it and, and chewed it. He was spitting in the sink and it we had a stainless steel sink and it like stained the side of the sink. It was bad. I was like, holy crap, that's like, crazy. This is not meant for human consumption. We were like eating cups of ice. Like you just had to constantly eat cups of ice as it was so bad. We didn't uh, have milk in there or anything. It was Oh it was dude, so like bad. I totally remember like just there have been twice in my life where I've been smacked and completely been f- completely fucking deserved it. One was when we when I was in eighth grade and we fucking went to Six Flags at the end of the DC trip that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, we went to Six Flags over America at the end of it, and like it was like it was like sixty. It was chilly in DC that day, especially for a bunch of Georgia. Georgia kids and everything and so 
this uh i went on one of the water rides just to be a jackass and just like walk around cold and be like yeah look at me you know and this chick wearing a white tank top no bra came up to me he's like hey is it cold i'm like not at all (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness and she got off and i deserve that smack but also i do not take back my actions oh my goodness especially yeah, 14-year-old Justin does not take back his actions at all. But yeah, that was one, and one was um, I handed a date that I was on one time. I didn't know at the time. I just thought it was something, but I thought it was like a piece of chocolate-covered bacon because like the person had like this weird vendor thing set up, and it was like a chocolate-covered of like one of the slivers of ghost chili pepper. Let's just say that date, that date didn't go too well for oh, Justin man. at all. <laughs> I, we still dated, but that was not a good first moment for oh, Justin. Man. Oh, yeah. That chick was also the one, like, I don't know shit about country music. Don't know. I know Jack Diddley shit when it comes to country music, especially like modern day country music. And when Alan Jackson came to Riverbend, like, almost 10 years ago at this point, um, like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm saying this one over here. But, uh,. <laughs> Like, I had no idea who Alan Jackson was. And so, like, you know, like, I was trying to make a good impression on Chick's family for, like, them to like me and everything like that and seem cool and seem like I was into, like, what they're into. They were like, yeah, dude, you excited to see Alan? You you ready to see Alan Jackson live? And I shit you not. With all the confidence in the world, like I was completely right in my statement. Statement, I was like, "Yeah, Alan Jackson was my favorite member of the Jackson Five. <laughs> oh my god! So confident, so confident. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I can just imagine the looks on their faces. Like they, they all, they all seriously went from, they all went from like. <laughs> you been in a cave your life? I am not a huge country fan. Like it's my yeah. le- I like I like love genres of music, and that's like my least favorite. I, I have to be don't... in a certain mood to listen to country, but even I know who Alan Jackson is. Yes, yeah. It turns out I knew who he was too. Oh man! But oh, dude, that was like <laughs> the most embarrassed I've ever I've actually ever been on a date. Well, that and, like, when I was in Chicago, like, I I wear scarves more now just because I I like scarves pretty much. But uh, I was, like, they were, like, my ex and her family were, like, literally, like, watching me for, like, 10 minutes because I was, like, looking at myself in the window and just being, like, (laughs) like, how do you do this? Like, I was just, like, I don't know. This looks natural. And I looked at her and my... And my ex was just like, I swear to God, if you ask me how to put on a scarf, I'm going to smack you in front of my my family. And I'm just like, okay, just, we're done. (laughs) Do it with with style. (sighs) Yeah. Like a bandana going on. This is right. Yeah. You know, just put it on like the Karate Kid. (laughs) Dude, speaking of it, you seen Cobra Kai? Have you watched Cobra Kai at all? I have not. They actually filmed that in Atlanta, too, I think. And uh, I've seen a couple of casting calls for it, but it's just like background stuff, so I didn't really yeah. apply for it. Um, I've seen like snippets of stuff, which it used to be a YouTube premium-only thing, and I think they put it on Netflix, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just, I, haven't, I think it's on there. I just haven't watched any of it yet. Oh, dude. I, I'm... <laughs> like, especially now, when like, I just don't have... 
places to go and stuff like that. Like I'll just like watch random television. <laughs> I've actually never seen Karate Kid. I know. Oh, I know. I know. Terrible. So like I just started watching Cobra Kai because I was curious, and I was just like, man, I really need to watch Karate Kid so I, I understand more of what's happening in this show. You know, yeah. it follows like the bad guy the bad kid from like the first karate kid movie yep that's who it follows in cobra kai which uh yeah you know if you were getting ratings on this on this right now they're probably just dropping more and just, more yeah first alan jackson then they haven't seen the karate kid people just like yep click <laughs> she's like this kid's a fucking idiot <laughs> terrible the comment section oh just oh dude i can't wait like i can't wait till people actually i'm actually looking forward to that like to people who are just gonna hate me and hate what i have to say because like we've kept it pretty nonchalant but me and dustin were on here we actually talked about religion politics and all that stuff the other day and i'm just like (laughs) 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 when that one comes out the kermit the frog thing which is like (laughs) oh man <clears throat> what was it that thing where like it was like that meme from 4chan but like th- they did it with like the Kermit and it's just like what'd you, what'd you say about me you little bitch I have you know that I graduated top of my class in the Navy SEALs keyboard you know? warriors yeah always keyboard warriors yeah <clears throat> like god like dude there's so many things out there especially that I'm into right now. Like I just ran out of Xbox Lifetime, which is great because I was playing way too much Overwatch. Like an unhealthy amount of Overwatch. I've had Xbox Live in years. I used to be I used to have Xbox, then I went to PlayStation because all my coworkers had it. And I'll so do, I'm, going, I'm going PlayStation next one. I'm tired of missing out on cool games just because I don't have a PlayStation. I used to be a huge Halo junkie. Like, oh, yeah. I played the heck out of some Halo. I even yeah, had I Halo think. 2 for PC. Back when I used to play PC games, my computer sucked. It was terrible. I, like, I never had a good enough computer to play games on. Even Minecraft would crash on me. Like, that's how bad my graphics card was. But <laughs> you'll enjoy that one then. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those fucking levels, man? Then is this? Then he's having flashbacks with all the, the oh, dude. PTSD stuff. Oh my god, dude! Those fucking levels were the worst. Like especially on legendary mode, like you and your buddies would be up until like and the levels in the dark and you're not seeing them uh, until they're right up on you. The uh, what are those creatures called? I forget the uh, tiny ones you can't freaking shoot. Uh, they're just spores, or no? They were something else. I can't remember what they were called. Man, it's, yeah, been, it's, been, it's been a minute. It's been a fucking minute since I've done anything Halo. I played Halo Two on PC, and later on, I found out that everyone hated that, but I was really good at it. <laughs> Maybe that's why, because nobody played it. Yeah, <laughs> there was no real competition. Oh yeah, but I was really good online multiplayer for that, and uh, I loved uh, playing PvP with nothing but rockets. It was so oh. much fun playing rockets. Oh, swords? You remember the sword Just battles? swords only? Oh, uh, my gosh. It's like, how would you launch from halfway across the map? You know, if you got just close enough, you hit the button and you launch forward and... Yeah. You weren't even close enough. It's like they're... It's almost like their graphics were better. Like, yeah. you just got delayed and somehow you're dead. And it's like... Did you teleport? Oh, dude. I was actually friends with someone who... 
in, <clears throat> in eighth grade who actually wound up moving because he became pro and he had to move somewhere with faster internet speed. This was like back when I was in the nice. It's like back when not yeah again the eighth grade. I met a lot of people, did a lot of things my eighth grade year. <laughs> then high school was just bullshit. But um, yeah, high school was just like my high school experience pretty much like the way I try to explain it to people I was like it was like a bad version of like varsity blues <laughs> you know it's like we had a couple of cool coaches on the football team but other than that not really like uh, found out that the reason like why I was like getting beat by by everyone else on my football team was pretty much because they were all on roids and I was not oh my oh, yeah man. Uh, I had a coach and well, I had an AutoCAD. I took AutoCAD uh, and the teacher, I was the only one in AutoCAD three, but I was in AutoCAD one class. I was literally the only student that was on AutoCAD three, but I didn't learn anything because he would literally do like one assignment a week just to get a grade. He wasn't there to be an AutoCAD teacher. He was there to be a softball coach. He was a girl softball head coach. That's what he was really there for. And they just required him to teach a class. But uh, oh yeah, dude, those classes were the worst. What's terrible is uh, half the time people be napping or watching Jerry Springer on TV before lunch. Like that's how bad the class was. But uh, he got he eventually got fired for selling mod chips for the PlayStation to students. Like uh, back when PS One came out, it had a little port on the back. You could pop the back off. This is the first one version that came out. Later on, they had a smaller version. It didn't have the port on there. But that port, you had a little chip you could insert, and you could play burned games. People would burn them on a DVD burner, and you could play burned games on there. It would program it to do so. Oh, wow. So he was selling those mod chips to students. The staff found out about it, and he got fired for That's it. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That is after hysterical. This was after I was out of his class, but I was like, Oh, my wow. God. Uh, yeah. I want to say the things that cool guy, of, but apparently he was. I want to cool. say some of the things uh, that uh, some of my teachers got fired for because they were a little intense. Nothing involving me, and I was just like always, just like ah, it looks like that motherfucker looked like looks like he would, oh, you goodness. know, <clears throat> stuff like that. But um, questionable moral things. <clears throat> yeah, like I also like I had my like small group of friends in like high school, but like. One, I was always on medication, so, like, I didn't, like, when people were, were, like, going through their hormones and everything, their sex drives were starting to develop, and people would be dating here and there and everything, none for me. Like, I, I oh, could gosh. I could have given a shit less, especially if I found you annoying. If I actually liked you, I would, be, I, I would like, hang out around you and stuff like that, <laughs> but if you were just, like, being bitchy just for the sake of being bitchy... I got kicked out of so many classes for like three days just because like I would make someone in my class cry. Just like there was this one chick who was into me, but I wasn't into her. And so therefore, you know, I was pulling the world's greatest sin pretty much. And, um, I'm not proud of what I did before I say <laughs> the story. I'm not proud of what I said, but, um, this oh yeah, this is another time where I got smacked. I didn't deserve it, but you know, because the bitch wouldn't leave me alone, and oh, I just goodness. got mean. But uh, pretty much, like she was, uh, she started bringing in like my sexuality and stuff like that. For everyone, I've already said on the show, but I am painfully heterosexual is how I describe myself, pretty much. <laughs> but um, 
And so they started bringing in sexuality. And I'm like, dude, I'm just not in the cows. Yeah, I said that one day, and then she like she let it go one day, oh. and like she kept going like a week later, like pretty much like giving me shit and everything like that. And I straight up like leaned back, and I was just like, uh, I'm gonna call her Shelby for the sake of the story. Uh, Shelby, when's your birthday? And she was like July 12th or something like that. Why do you ask? So I was like, I'm gonna get you a cowbell for your birthday. Oh man. Yeah man <laughs> yeah i used to say stuff like that I used to shut people down just like i was the guy pretty much just like hey uh, don't mess with the quiet kid because he actually has some snappy remarks that will hurt your feelings <laughs> so i was kind of a quiet kid but i like i could i could i just kind of existed like yeah. i i could i was there like i never got beat up on but I was never like the popular kid either. But I yeah. could hang out with anyone. Like, yeah, me too. I was in the band and I could hang out with the band people, and then I could hang out with the popular people too. But I, like, I didn't talk very much. But like, no one like shunned me. I was just kind of there, you know. Yeah. Whatever. I, like, I could talk to everyone, but I wasn't really like good good friends with everyone. So whatever. Like, no one messed with me, but I didn't mess with anyone. I don't know. Just kind yeah, of dude, existed. I, I, I just, like, remember because like people would like come up with this concept with me. Like, especially because I, I had a couple of altercations in high school, but, like, a lot more that would have happened. But, like, they would come up to me and it's like, yeah, we have a problem. Meet me after school. And I'd be like, no, nah, if we got a problem, let's do it here and now. I'm not missing my bus because you have fucking beef, dude. You know? And, uh... And like what? And like what? That was like a lot of things. Like a lot, a lot of people in the school would call me a bitch and all those other terms and everything, just because like I wasn't a fighter. Didn't want like I wasn't a fighter, but I would fight. And twice in high school, I had to like actually come in on somebody, which I was never. I had never been in, been in a fight. Really? Never, not once. There was even one, with these little things, right? There here? was yeah. There was one time, and well, all my power is in my legs. Oh, I did one uh, course of weight training. I couldn't bench press to save my life, but I could deadlift more than the seniors could. Like yeah, because I, I played soccer and ran track, so you were always running pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so I had strong legs. You know, not so much with a bench press, but uh, <clears throat> but there was one time I went to Gordon Lee one year hated it they didn't have soccer so that's and then, and then the band director i did not like him so i didn't do band that's the one year i did track i hated the school but uh made like a whole three friends three or four friends little click there's one dude he just mad every day in pe and he was short too some some guy i don't Girl know just disease, man just wanted to pick on me and and try to he shoved me in the locker room but some people broke it up before anything got started. So I guess I was almost in a fight, but I decided not to, you know, like I wasn't going to hit him unless he actually, like he shoved me, but like if he had actually landed one, then I was, you know, like I was going to try to fight back, but it never did get that far. And then he just never messed with me again after that. So I, he was one of those kids that just hated his life. That's the, yeah. that's what I got out of it. I don't even remember his name. But. Oh, dude, there was this. Uh, that was few, the closest I ever got. I mean, I played football, so. I, it was I was no it was no deal for me to like just deal with an asshole who just would come in in a bad mood pretty much and I remember like when I was a sophomore 
like a freshman came in and he, he came in and started and, and he acted like he was a senior that's uh, how you try to act even though how many people would put him down and put him down and every time he got beat by somebody he would go on to the his, his next we always call them almost victims because <laughs> he would always turn into a victim after afterward pretty much especially when teachers and coaches were involved and stuff oh, like goodness. that and one day, like I'm literally, I'm literally in the weight weight room, and I'm just like standing. My legs are crossed. You know, I'm not really on balance or anything like that. And I'm just like looking at the whiteboard of what we're doing that day. And this kid comes in and just shoves me. And when he shoves me, like you know, I'm not on balance, yeah. so like it takes me like three steps to gain my shit. I see who it is, and he was just like, he's like, yeah, almost knocked you off your feet, and little bitch and stuff like that and i literally came up with him with with him going to his stance to like what i shoved him i shoved him into the weight walls a bunch of weights fell around him i did get in trouble because those weights could have hurt him but at the same time i was like i didn't even shove you that hard <laughs> i was just like what do you do like why are you trying to be a bully when you can't bully people yeah like, like my balance is way better than yours yeah, and it's just like, dude, I got caught off guard, and I reclaimed myself because, like, literally, he went back like seven, seven steps and shit, like kind of theatrical with it. It was like kind of like one of those old, um, dumb, dumb, and like dumb basketball skits. players. Yeah, <laughs> or soccer, you know, when they're just like, uh. I hate that too. Yeah, dude, really I hate give that. soccer a bad name. Yeah, it's just like, dude, if soccer man, is hard people enough. did that. We'd, we'd be playing matches in high school, and another team do that. I'm like, man, I got red carded in soccer. Nice. I elbowed a dude so hard in the nose that he had to be carried off in a stretcher. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got fouled. I played basketball eighth grade just one year. I sucked at it. I joined the team because I was playing in PE and I, I was playing with a group of special kids. Uh, I just got picked last and yeah. good kids and everything. And I was just, I would have them run the ball down the court and the hand to me. And man, I, I, I made every single shot. And somebody was like, dude, you should, try, you should try for the basketball team. I was like, I'm going to do it. I made like two points the whole season. Oh, dude. I, was, I sucked at it. I was I like, played, I just had a really good day that day. I played basketball for like two years recreationally. And the entire two years, I made one three-point shot. Well, at least it was a three-point. <laughs> yeah, it was a three-point, and like people were waiting on that for a while, especially my teammates. Yeah, my two points were foul shots. <laughs> that was all I made. <laughs> well, there were other people, you know, I was giving the ball to other people that could make better baskets, so, you know. Yeah. And, and then I I, got, I had the ball, and someone grabbed me around the arm and slung me around, and they got the foul. It was on me. And the, the coach, oh, dude, I've never, I've never like, especially that was the playing, craziest thing ever. Like, especially like when people, like, I would have people charge me, and I would just stand my ground, and they bounce off me. I still don't understand that how that's a foul, but that's yeah. a foul. Like what they, like they locked arms around mine, slung me around, and they got me for traveling. I was like, the heck, or something like, and they got to do the throw the. I'm like. Am I what? How does this even? My coach was punked? my coach was so mad that he got kicked off the court for that crap. Uh, he was he was so mad because that kid knew what they were doing, and, and I was so confused. Like, how is this my fault when he come over here slinging me? Like, what even? <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Must uh, just drop the ball. Like, how do you avoid that? You know, do I have to do the worm to get out of the foul? Like, what, uh, what, what is this witchcraft? What even, yeah, that you're... the weirdest thing ever. Like. I don't uh, know. That was the last time I played basketball. Oh, uh, dude, I played basketball 
I used to play all the time. <clears throat> Pretty much before I moved to Nashville, like I used to play all the time. And then I tried playing one time in Nashville when like I hadn't done anything active. And bro, I got smoked. I got smoked. I made I got made look like a toddler, and I was just like, I'm not I'm not playing this anymore for a while. I I felt that way when I played indoor. I so I played soccer with a uh, there's a friend of mine that was on the team with me. I went to school with. He's in my grade, and I played all through middle school and high school. Where after that, I didn't play for a while. He started playing indoor rec, and he was like, Hey, come be on the team this season. I was like, Sure, whatever, and. Uh, Man, the other teams wiped the floor with us. <laughs> I'm so bad. It's like, man, I am. I can't do this anymore. They were so good. Well, they were also like still in high school. Yeah. But most of these teams were like younger than we were too. <laughs> and all I remember is sucking horribly at the game and getting my knees all scraped up. We played actually inside Camp Jordan, and they had the artificial grass yeah. at the time. Man, my I've knees seen got the, I've, I've seen their, I've seen their indoor soccer. Yeah, they still do it. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they did this year. Probably not. Because Brian used to be on a team. And, yeah. like, I used to go watch Brian. That way we could, like, hang out afterwards and stuff like that. And you got to be precise, too. The goals are so freaking small. It's hard to get a Like, goal. on four occasions, the one time I, I went to go watch him play, four times I, I almost got smacked in the face by the ball. I was not even <laughs> on the field. Oh. Yeah, that grass is... I was in the stands, and I was just like, whoa. It's like, how about we get those glass things a little higher? Yeah, yeah. Have, dude, have you ever been in a soccer game and witnessed someone like in the stands get get a header? I've seen someone get nailed before in the in the side of the head, but yeah, I've been nailed before on the field. We were playing at uh, in Lafayette, uh, down in Lafayette, and I think it was the championship or one of them or tournament or something. And uh, man, I don't remember where it was. I can't remember if I was defense that day or or forward, but as soon as I like the the ball got passed quickly and as soon as I turned to where it got passed where it was going to the guy on the other team kicked it and right as I turned it was already at my face I swear it knocked me out for like a second or two it was one of those uh, like you see in the movies like I lost feeling and like I couldn't control my body it was one of those dramatic things where your knees hit the ground and then you go forward and hit the ground yeah. that's literally what I did like it hit me so hard that I had no feeling anywhere, and I lost control of my whole body for a few seconds. So it hit Knees, you one of your buttons. And then fr- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right smack in the middle of the face, like perfectly, and like there's all like you know knees first, and then boom, and and I, for at least maybe a second and a half, I think I blacked out, and then I was like, oh my gosh, that hurt. Everything was stinging. My face was red. I look up. No one's there. Not even the goalie. It's like no one saw it. It bounced off of me, and they just went and with it. My team was taking it down to score. The ref was running away. Like, how did no one see this? I'm, like, laying on the ground like, what happened? And I I look in the stands at my mom that was there, and later on I asked her, I was like, did you see that? She was like, what? She didn't even see me get hit in the face. <laughs> like, did no one see me? That like you just had like a tatted like. It made the loudest. It face. had to made the loudest smack sound. I'm like, how did no one see me get hit by this ball? Like, it hurt. Oh, dude, it, it could be worse. People would like, have actually sh- noticed you. And like, what happened to me one time was um, I should have gotten down there and be like, oh, then they might have noticed me. Yeah, you know? I didn't do that crap. No, I'm not gonna yeah. pretend to get hurt. Yeah, me either. But um, I played soccer for like a year, and then I was like always like hurt in the off season to where I couldn't play anymore of football. 
pretty much but um the first day i went up for a header one time in practice like uh we were playing pretty much like a little skirmish one day at practice and like i went up for my first header because like, i was just going to knock it back to the end of the field and like it was coming in super fast yeah and i went in because like it looked really high when i went to jump and then as soon as i jumped i was just like that's not gonna hit my head, and cause like I, I'm like watching it curve, and it straight up like hits me right in the groin oh agents. Oh my god! Like it's going so fast. That's way off. It, like it's going so fast, but like I literally just and just like I came down on my face. So not only did I I get hit in the nuts, but it's like I just scorpioned myself pretty much. So you're hurting up here and down there. And so I'm just like I just like crawl my way over to like the pavilion and i just like sit there for the rest of practice <laughs> in shame oh man like the coach came over and was like you okay and i'm like yeah i'm just i'm just uh you're like i'm fine i'm good <laughs> no, I, <laughs> uh the one year i did track uh a friend of mine was a pole vaulter oh fuck pole and vaulting, uh dude. that shit always gives me so much anxiety yeah so he was a pole vaulter and he was pretty decent at it um but anyway, he was doing pole, pole vaults, and he, you know, there's different sizes and lengths for for certain people that weigh differently or whatever, or however high you want to go, like what they're made out of, which I think might have been fiberglass at the time. I don't know if they're still made out of fiberglass. I might be wrong. They might not have been fiberglass. But uh, there was one that um, I think he switched them out, and I may have picked it up to move it or something, and I threw it down, and it, like, I'm not sure how this happened, but somehow it it bounced back towards me, ricocheted off the ground, and popped me right between the legs. <laughs> oh my god! Dude. And it only hit the left side. Not to be too graphic, man. I was dude. Whenever, I was, you, whenever you get the, I one, was sitting down for like at least half an hour. Dude, like, it's always so much worse when you just get one of them. Oh man, it did not feel good though, because it like ricocheted and bounced and just popped it like just ah yeah it hurt also like you were in and around the locker room <laughs> have you ever had those dickheads that did the flick motion at you no oh dude know. that shit that shit that shit is worse than getting punched man like you literally feel <laughs> nauseous after someone no. gets you thankfully that. none of that but the same year gordon lee i did not like my year gordon lee the same year uh we were playing softball at P, during pe and of course softballs are bigger hit it it was coming right at me and i put the glove like it was right in the sun, the sun yeah. right in the sun. So I put the glove right in the sunlight since I couldn't see it. It barely missed it, bounced off my head, <laughs> and like the dude way behind me almost caught it. That's how much it bounced. Man, it hurt so bad. The <laughs> teacher come over there was like, "You okay?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't know." It it didn't quite break the skin. I, I won't say it almost did, but man, I had a knot for several days. That did not feel good, but it was Ooh. crazy too because my friends were like, "Man, do you see how that bounced off your head? <laughs> it like launched back up in the air, like 20, 30 more feet." And I was like, "Eh, it's probably why I got such a bad memory." All these, so, all these things hit me in the head. Yeah, my other soccer story was uh, your boy was trying to be an asshole, like a funny asshole, to his friend one day because his friend was talking. <clears throat> to a super cute chick on the female soccer team and everything like that like you know hitting her up trying to trying to play his moves out and shit of course and my plan is like you know i'm gonna kick the soccer ball and it's gonna go through the air and it's gonna hit my boy in the back of the head while you he's hit hard in you dude he moved right <laughs> when i kicked it and like everyone just said they just saw the look of horror because like i was just like 
oh no <laughs> i was like no no please and like oh, literally like she's like laughing and she looks back just to, oh, just to catch gosh. the soccer ball on the tip of her nose and i'm just like oh my god and i just like walked away i didn't go to practice for three days i after bet you that. were like oh, who did this <laughs> no like i wasn't even that smooth i was just like i'm getting the fuck out of here is what i'm doing oh my goodness yeah yeah dude. i'd feel pretty horrible i had to let her like kick a soccer ball in my face just so that i would feel better i have misjudged a few um just during a game or something man some of the some of the guys especially on the other team they'd kick a ball just right where they they'd swirl it man you would believe how much a soccer ball can curve like a baseball depending on how you hit it, if you hit it just right oh yeah especially and man i've misjudged and like you know a lot of times you try to catch it with your chest or whatever I can tell you how many times I've come up and it just missed me completely. I'm like, oh well, that didn't work. You know, like <laughs> that sucker just curves. I'm like, just kidding, guys. Yeah, or it's hit me in the. It did that one time, curved downward and smacked me in the hand, and like it like popped a vein. Like if he smacked me like right on a vein, it like hurts. I'm like, oh gosh. All of a sudden, the ref blows a whistle for handling the ball. I'm like, what the heck? like that wasn't on purpose, but that's that's what you got to do. And I was like, man. Oh god. Then they get to do a kick. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't even mean to do that. Like I totally misjudged the trajectory of the ball. It was coming in so hot, so fast. Oh, dude. Fun times. I really like playing soccer. I can't watch soccer though. I liked it when I wasn't the midfielder and all I did was run the entire game. Yeah. My goodness. Like, um, I sort of like watching football. Like, I like watching my teams. I'm not one of those people who can just watch a football game or watch a football game, you know? Yeah. But um, I really enjoy, like, MMA, even though the worst MMA fire could fucking pretzel me in two seconds, dude. Yeah, I... So I hated watching football, too, because our team sucked. So yeah. <laughs> it's really difficult watching us lose every game, you know. But before I got to Ridgeland, like my brother, he played football, basketball, and track and did all three of those year-round, and all the coaches would let me know. He was He's over six foot tall and got put in the paper, and he was good at it uh, at one point anyway. And yeah. uh, back when he was in school, like all the sports there did really great for, the, for Ridgeland anyway. And then, like, when I was there, everyone sucked. <laughs> like, football didn't do well and everything. And then after I left, they started getting good. I was like, man, I guess I'll oh, do it. Reginald was, like, y'all were some sons of bitches when I was in school. I, I it was probably that. after I left because yeah. all I kept thinking was, well, I was probably bad luck for the school, so maybe they got better. After <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, football, <clears throat> like, playing, like, I want to say, like, if I'm remembering correctly, like, the Ridgeland games were always super intense and super close, and so was uh, LFO, which absolutely made no sense because they were always worse than us, but it was just that rivalry behind it because LFO was our rival. Where'd you go? I went to Ringgold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, LFO was always our uh, rival school, mostly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ringgold pre- may have been sometimes, but... Pretty much, like, the entire, like... <laughs> like the entire uh aspect you got when you played sports in like that area of like Ridgeland, Ringgold, Gordon Lee and LFO was uh, every men- everybody's mentality was like fuck LFO pretty much. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Just like fuck those rich dudes. And then like Heritage came by and like kind of took some of the heat off of uh LFO. See, there was no Heritage when I was in school. Oh no, like Yeah. Elf, uh, Heritage opened up my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. 
we went to school with each other our freshman <laughs> year and then like they split us up when they built heritage yeah yeah and then i actually had to go to heritage for my final for like rezone no no for my final month <laughs> of uh school because of the tornado uh and stuff and like they even i was i bet that sucked i need to i need to explain this but uh i was kind of relieved when the tornado hit ringold because i had so i I had such a case of senior not senioritis that the rest of my school experience was going to be me staying after after school for like two hours every day to catch up so so that i'd be able to graduate when the tornado hit it was like everybody graduates we're just coming back to school to hang out and be together and stuff nice now it's just like i feel so bad for thanking this but yeah that's it's kind of a relief. Might have saved you. Yeah. <laughs> I, we were out of school for two months. I think it was great. Nice. <clears throat> well, it wasn't great, but you, <clears throat> everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Anybody went to school with me is like, no, like, how dare you? It's like, come on, you all were smoking weed and drinking beer just like I was those last two months. <clears throat> oh, man. Like, yeah, we even had people that showed up drunk on the last couple of days just because, like, what are they going to do? <sighs> I remember some of the senior pranks that my class did. I think my senior year, they painted the panther pink. It was on top of the building. So That's the pink awesome. Panther. Yeah. And uh, first day of classes, senior day, uh, they released chickens in the in the lobby. <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the ones that painted the panther, they they totally got caught and got they didn't get suspended, but they got some ISS. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, dude! I remember hearing stories about uh, them getting caught drinking and stuff, and like even some of the ones that made good grades got caught too. And they dude, had to... I don't know what the fuck was this kid's problem. I don't even. I I still don't know who did it. But I remember one time there was a kid, like a dude, who went into the woman's bathroom and totally started smoking a joint. Like he wasn't gonna get caught. He must have already been high. I was, <laughs> I was literally, I was like, literally, like in the classroom right next to it, and like I was in a class like full of like all the good kids that didn't really do that shit. And all of a sudden, I just start. But everyone could smell that. No, no, like they were like, "What is that smell?" When it finally reached me, like my teacher was just like uh, Mrs. Wilson, but. Uh, <laughs> She um, she looked at me and she was like, "I know what that smells like," and like she literally looked at me and was like, "And it looks like Justin knows what that smells like." Oh my! And goodness. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, "Well, well, what is it? Why does it smell so weird?" I'm like, "That's weed. Someone's smoking some mad. Someone is smoking weed near us right now." Oh man! And then people started calling me a rat, and then I was just like. They're going to know. Like, now the teacher knew first. Like, get to, I'm like, get out of my face with that. I was like, the principal was already there by the time <laughs> where it's, it's weed came out of my mouth. And my uh, my cousin Zeke, he, uh, he actually got kicked out of school his senior year. He was in shop class. Uh, and, like, he never really had that many problems or whatever because, like, he was a – I mean, I don't know if he was good, good, but, I mean, like, he wasn't really – a troublemaker that much but uh he was in metals class and he the teacher in there let them make knives or, or whatever well you just couldn't carry them outside of the class well he put one in his back pocket and walked to lunch one day 
and some teacher on the hallway saw it and turned him in and he got kicked out of school for it. He just completely forgot it was in there. Uh, like he knew the security officer and everything too. And like, was real cool with him. But the security officer was like, if I had seen it, I'd probably tell you to go back. But since this teacher saw it, there's nothing I can do. And yeah, it was really stupid for them to kick him out completely. But I yeah. always hated Wait, that. Did this happen at Ringgold? Uh, he went to Ridgeland too. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, Cause that happened to somebody in our, in our shot class too. There I always hated that for him, though. Shot class. But, yeah. but uh, I just remember like everyone getting in trouble because because they would get someone pregnant and stuff like that. Like teenage pregnancy was a huge thing at like Ringgold, even like when I was there. Wow. And it's just like I never, I never had trouble with it because forever alone, you know. <laughs> but, I don't remember hearing about anybody in my class. Like in Ridgeland, but then again, I probably was, didn't pay enough attention. It was so bad that at one point, it was before I started, we actually had a daycare at our high school. Oh, for, my goodness. For students, children. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Crazy. That's kind of scary to think about. Yeah, it is. Especially, like... I mean, not to send my kids to Ringgold. <laughs> they don't. Oh, man. Like, uh, Ringgold's become really like the year after i graduated we had uh they, they apparently my high school had a problem called the rat pack which was a group of kids that would smoke crystal meth in the bathrooms wow yeah that's fantastic and it's just like rat i'm sorry pack. what the fuck did you say i'm like we had our stoners and everything like that but no one that i knew of when i was in high school was just straight up on meth yeah that was a really weird moment just like Wow, these guys are making me feel like a making me feel like a p word. I'm over here just smoking a J and being re- really fun off the head. It's almost like it's gotten crazier since since I was in school. Then again, uh, maybe I was just oblivious to everything that was going on. Oh yeah, dude. There's parts sure of me that thinks that it's just like I was just really oblivious, and people tell me it's just like yeah, you're just really oblivious, especially when I was medicated because uh, like dude, like. I thought that I could be like I thought I had no attraction, no game, or anything like that. I just always try to be nice and funny around people. That's what I do today. Yeah, I'm not the same as when I was in high school, but that part of me is pretty much the same. But uh, yeah, but they, they, I would run into so many people after high school, like so many girls, like yeah, I had such a crush on you, and I'm like, then <laughs> I had that happen a few times. Cause, yeah, because I could not take a hint. Apparently, oh dude, I, I was, was always just a nice guy too, and I would never realize when a girl liked me. I was like, oh, well, I was really oblivious. But you know, yeah, I always thought I just, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, maybe I'm just unattractive or something. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. Apparently, later on, I found out a few girls like me, and I was like, oh, I had no idea. I couldn't, yeah. couldn't take a hint. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't so take. A- I was very naive. Oh, dude, I remember, like, I, I, I won't say, like, exactly what happened, but pretty much, like, me and this, like, we all met, like, at a swimming hole. It was, like, a thing where you can, like, jump, jump, jump off of this bridge into some water and stuff like that. And this chick was, like, in, like, a really nice two-piece. And, like, me and her were talking about it after we graduated. And she was just like, yeah, you remember how, like, I would pull you really under clothes under the water and you'd be like, stop it, and we giggle and everything, and then nothing happened after that? <laughs> and she was just like, what the fuck, man? She was just like, that messed with my self-esteem. And I was just like, God, God, I didn't get it. 
I didn't get your signal. Oh man! I just thought you were. I thought we were just being playful and being and being nice. Yeah, that was that was and being funny. Me too. Yeah, she was just like, <clears throat> yeah, it's like to her to just be like, yo, what the fuck? Why did you ever like make any moves after that? Just like, uh, I hate my past self. <laughs> I hate him so much. But uh, yeah, so um, before we get off here. Anybody who's kind of like in your place or like kind of like trying to get in your place, what would be some advice that you would have to them? Uh, you talking about just like strictly related to cosplaying acting and acting? Yeah, I mean cosplaying is um, I'd say it's fairly easy to get into now because um, like it's grown a lot over the past few years. Yeah, I mean COVID has kind of screwed things up for this year, but the cosplay community alone has grown exponentially just since I've been in it, just the past five years. Um, you know, almost everyone knows, you know, what it is now. Whereas maybe five, 10 years ago, they didn't even know what cosplay was or what it meant. Yeah. Um, and of course you've got social media now that, you know, you see everything online. People know about a lot more stuff now, you know, you, care about a lot more stuff more these days even though it was around back then um to get into cosplay i mean you can literally just google costume conventions or and find one near you and put anything on you can be anything you want you know you can put on a suit and say james bond you know whatever go to goodwill and find a blazer and some pants and there you go you can do anything starting out yeah i mean that's what i did for my mr bean it was super simple to make i i bought the blazer and the pants that look like his from freaking goodwill put on some old shoes and uh a tie and made the mask out of uh car particle board and print something out stuck it on there and there you go mr bean it was and it was hilarious and people loved it you know it was very easy and and didn't cost much to make, you know. And then you can you just and YouTube is a huge resource. You can find out how to work with EVA foam and any type of material to make costumes down. It just takes practice to get good at it. So I say it's really easy to get into costuming. Uh, as far as acting goes, I started off by doing extra work. That's what I would recommend as an as an actor. And I can't really give that much advice. I'm not nowhere near being big yeah. at all or yet or whatever. But from the experience I've gained you can go on Facebook and join um, Facebook groups where you can find extra work. People post stuff all the time. Uh, production assistants will post stuff, and you don't have to be in a union or you don't have to be SAG eligible. It's just like a, a job, and most of the time it's like it pays around minimum wage. You literally apply, send in a couple photos of yourself, and they'll be like, okay, show up at this time, and then you just gain experience. You get on set, you understand how it works. Once you do a few little background things, then you go and do short films um, where you can get footage of yourself. If you can't find work for short films, get your phone now because these suckers are filming just as great as uh, cameras did five years ago. You know, put it in, put it in 1080 HD and go to town. You know, make sure your lighting and sounds good. Just the mic quality on these is better than big boom mics now, which is nuts. Film your own thing. Write a script. Film some action shots. Get some good footage. Make a reel, and then submit it to agencies. Find an agent, you know. And that's what I that's what I just did. I've got my first agent, and it's it's just it's just baby steps. It's just the steps you got to follow. You want to get footage for a reel. You want to go get some headshots done. Find a photographer that's in the business of doing actor headshots so that you can get the really good ones. Because sometimes you get 
you get cast based solely on your headshots. Headshots get you work, what from what I've learned. So that and reels and footage, you know, it's just baby steps learning how to do it. Get an agent, start getting more and more stuff. Hope to land that big role that's going to get you noticed, you know. And it's also about networking, which is also easier now because of social media. You can you can network with local directors, and then they might know um, a PA that works on a TV show, and then they might know they might know uh, someone else, you know, bigger agents or managers or um, <clears throat> producers or whatever. You know, you you get to know people that work on bigger and bigger projects, and it's good to make those connections and and everything too. Because yeah, like I said, there was one thing, um, a guy that I'm friends with on Facebook, he messaged me directly and was like, "Hey, would you like to do this? Or I got your name from somewhere. Would you like to do this role?" Like, I'm like, how cool is that? You know? Yeah, you get your name out there, you get your face out there, and it just baby steps pretty much. All right, man. Yeah. Well, I know that we've been going at this for a little over two hours now. Probably it felt like it, probably a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and that's good. You're a really cool dude. It's like like I said, like I said at the beginning, this is like the first time you got to like to have a one on one. Yeah, and I really want to thank you for like doing this because thanks for having me. I'm trying to get guests and stuff like that, get it going. But yeah, it was a really great talk. I hope we get to have one in the future. Yeah. Just like this yeah. on here. Yeah. Be great. Thanks, Christopher. Yeah. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Matrotham Uncensored with host Justin Hodgkins. Subscribe to our podcast and tune in weekly on Apple or Spotify. Live long and prosper.